We're back. Episode 27 of The Only Playbook. I'm Sweetcar. I got Shashot and Shovit back in town after this wild, wild two days for you guys. Man. Big trip to Minnesota. Big game. Big matchup. We'll talk all about that, but uh, happy Friday. How you guys doing? Yeah, back to the Minnesota trip because I yeah. feel like it's impossible not to talk about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. We'll jump into that. But, um, yeah, my voice is gone um, <laughs> after yelling on every third down like my life depended on it. Made some enemies, made some friends. Yeah, um, and then came home with the dub. Yeah, yeah. It's it was a, it was a really good weekend, and I was impressed with uh, the Minnesota fans and uh, their hospitality. They're so fucking nice. They're so nice. Oh, yeah. They're one of the nicest in the, in the entire NFL. Yeah. You know? So and it wasn't even just like, you know what? Let's talk about the bad things that we noticed here <laughs> first. So you know what's funny is like. It's, I don't think it's just the Vikings that's the problem with Minnesota. Oh, yeah. Like, once I got there, I started noticing a lot of things. I'm like, okay, th- th- we just need to re- press the reset button on this, like, Minnesota culture. Because there's a lot of things that are, like, backwards. And I'm like, yeah. maybe you guys should just, like, have, like, a meeting and then figure out, like, all these problems. And then maybe the Vikings' problems will resolve along with it. But, yeah, like, we went inside the airport. And um, there, there were signs to go where the Uber pick, picks you up. And, like, it was like, go downstairs, take two levels down. And then we went there. And then it was like, turn around this way, take two levels up. I'm like, okay, Minnesota, like, <laughs> we just got here and like, you're confusing us. And like, I was like, and at that moment I was like, okay, maybe there's like a deeper rooted problem here. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's many little things here and there, but it was just funny to notice that. And I'm like, okay, it's all making sense. Yeah. Now. We're like the system is <laughs> yeah. broken. The Minnesota system is the reason <laughs> but why the Vikings But are. Minnesota nice makes up for all of this. It. Is, this is correct. Yeah, yeah. You would think the Vikings would still know how to play football because of how nice and loyal the fans are, despite all of the inefficiencies that yeah. come uh-huh. with Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking to a lot of fans and they were voicing their opinions on how they felt about Kirk Cousins and, and the team and, yeah. and Zimmer. So it's really good to kind of get like ground level. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess just a broken reaction, broken fan base. Just everybody's just torn, hurt. It's like you know when you like love something so much, like your loved ones, and they're the ones that let you down. Yeah, like you become like you have this like like this ty- type of like hate towards them, you know, because you just believe in them so much and you want to want them to succeed, but then they just keep letting you down. Yeah, and that's kind of the the energy we got from all the fans. It, it's too bad because they some would come to me and like talk about the Steelers and how. Oh, you're not welcome here because you're still, you know, joking around. Mm. And my response would be, you know, hey, what happened last week? Yeah. And then they would just walk and away. They, they literally just all walked away. <laughs> like they had enough. Yeah. They're like, they were like, we're not even gonna talk about this. I'm just gonna walk away. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, it all it all makes sense, right? I mean, how many years has it been for these people? Like we talk about how bad it is for us, but mm. there's people obviously before us yeah. that have experienced it much longer, oh, yeah. much worse. And I'm I'm definitely like personally. Like I, I'm just sick of sticking in a land of mediocrity. That's like yeah. literally what Minnesota football has been. Yep. Um, like even their highest of highs, like cool. All we when we talk about the highest of highs in Minnesota football, we never talk about Super Bowls, not even winning them. But yeah. like, let alone getting there, right? So it's like, what wh- what are we content with every year? Let's see if we can claw into the playoffs, lose in the first round, get the 18th overall <laughs> pick, draft some guy who's not the stud, but yep. you know maybe a developmental work, and then it's yep. like the same cycle every year. Right. So. You know that's the that's the also the problem with Minnesota Vi- the Vikings football is because they're never really really bad. We're yeah. always like hovering mediocrity, so we yeah. can't just totally rebuild and we're never the top it's, because it's, we haven't it's won. To, it's literally the worst type of hundred percent third third most winningest team in NFL yeah, history. Exactly, and, like, and no Super Bowls and no Super Bowls. So and, and you know what the worst part is, and then we're gonna move on. The worst part is that when we get to that point, we're almost at the Super Bowl. That's where the 
biggest heartbreaks happen. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And, and you get destroyed 41-0. You get beat by... Like, we we literally... Yeah, the biggest games on the grandest stages, we don't show up. Yeah, like, never. that's notoriously... Outside of, like, uh, the, the year they, Gary Anderson missed the kick. We played a great game. It was the kicker. Yeah. But, yeah, 41 nothing. Right, yeah. fucking forty-one-seven um, against the Eagles. Like yeah. it's just absolute bullshit. Like right, we just yeah. we get to that stage and act like we don't belong. Yeah. So because we don't, we need to figure this shit out. Yeah, maybe. And, that, and, and it start. I th- I think it just starts with an overhaul of everything. Yeah. I think Rick Spielman's got to go. I think Mike Zimmer's got to go. Um, like we know what Spielman's good at, but he's also really bad at things. Yeah. We've not once hit on a draft quarterback. Right yeah. after he got after he reached for Ponder and he sucked ass, he got scared. Never drafted quarterbacks yeah. again. Yeah. He's uh, except when Teddy fell to them at thirty-two. Right, and then so after that he gets receivers, but we never draft good linemen. Like yeah. Matt Khalil, bust left. Yeah. Right, yeah. Bradbury bust. Like yeah. he sucks. Like yeah. it's just it's a broken record, and mm-hmm. I just think it starts from the top up. Um, and so I want to, what, even if it takes a couple years for us to be like three and 13, I'm okay with that. If that means we're building towards actually trying to win it all and not building towards another wild card contention because the fucking Packers are going to win the division. Here's an analogy. It's like when a relationship, you know, falls apart. Yep. You can't just jump into another relationship, right? You have to like take some time for yourself, <laughs> yeah. figure heal, out what, what your problems heal. are. Yeah. Not just like blame others, but yeah. figure yeah. out internally why you're the reason for things happening. And then after a couple of years, get back into it, yeah, right? Wow. Like that's that's kind of like what we're And you build do. yourself back up from the ground up, right? Like right. like you said, you don't jump right into like relationship. You're like, okay, let me work on myself. I'm yeah. building me myself back up emotionally from the ground up yeah. so I can be ready for the next relationship. Yeah. But we don't do that. We're, yeah. like, we're like the guy that yeah. literally needs to go from relationship Dependent. to relationship. Dependent personality too disorder. Fucking dependent. Yeah. yeah. But it's never like the ideal relationship. It's always like good, but there's yeah. some flaws, you know, but yeah. it's still good. It's comfortable. Yeah, we need to contact Taylor Swift. So she can <laughs> yeah. make a song. Honestly, honestly. Um, but yeah, we'll obviously recap the game itself, yeah. but I wanted to get your guys's, you know, immediate reactions. You guys literally just landed a couple hours ago. Yeah. Overnight trip to Minnesota, scraping the plane made you guys delay yeah landed in texas it was 80 degrees outside <laughs> it's wild and i'm like fully covered <laughs> and just not ready for the uh, heat that's that why I, I wanted to prepare you guys because i immediately like even from new york to here yeah. immediately landed i was just sweating profusely i'm like what's <laughs> yeah. going on is the plane too hot but it was outside um but yeah um let's jump into obviously the first thing i want you guys to talk a little bit about is we always shout out social media you guys did an insane job this weekend of pretty much putting the only playbook out there yeah. in all of minnesota around the game talk to us a little bit about how that experience went yeah you want to talk about the bar yeah we went to so we went to the browns bar and random in Minneapolis. Had no idea yeah. we're like let's just go to and it was the highest rated bar yeah. so around the area so we just decided to go and there's just brown and orange browns logo and orange everywhere and so Again, super friendly people. And the guys, the couple sitting next to us, I just randomly, casually just dropped in that, oh, yeah, you know, we, we've got this podcast that we do and just left it at that. And they came back and they were like, oh, you have a podcast, don't you? Um, and, and They're and, like in their 70s and 80s probably. Yeah. Or maybe like, yeah, 70s. Yeah. So it was, it was weird to see that that's what sparked their interest. Yeah. And, that's uh, awesome. No, it was great. And we, we told them, uh, um, we, we, you know, told them about the only playbook. So hopefully we get two more followers and subscribers. Oh, yeah. And so. Well, there, it should be four more because after the bar, when we went to go, we were actually the one of the first ones yeah. in line. Right. Because we wanted to get signatures. Yeah. Um, so we were there like two hours earlier and um, there was two dudes in front of us, Caleb and Eric, shout out to Caleb and Eric. They're probably like in their 19, 20, 21 year old um, state. And um, yeah, they were wearing Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys and we were poking, I was poking fun at literally everybody <laughs> with a Steelers jersey. And um, yeah, they, so th- what they do is they do this all the time. They get to stadiums two hours earlier and he got a Le'Veon Bell signed gloves last wow. time from doing this. And then he's had like, what was it? He wanted like a Joe Hayden 
uh, he, they're like pros at this. Yeah, you that's know, awesome. This they know they the do. system. Yeah. Yeah. So they walk in, and I'm following them, and and just show, goes to the Viking side, and they go to the Steelers side. They're hauling ass <laughs> they're to like get sprinting. to the end zone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of the, where the Steelers are coming out from the, the tunnel, tunnel yeah. the tunnel where they're coming out from, and I'm over here trying to keep up and with um with all my layers because they've got like shorts on, dude. Yeah. These guys <laughs> yeah. are like, yeah. they're, they're yeah. hardcore. Um, and and we got there front front seat uh at the end zone there. Uh, so it was really cool. It was cool to hang out with those guys. So. Yeah, and getting this stadium that early getting to see all the guys like work out and shit yeah getting to report live stuff that like nobody else even <laughs> yeah. knew like yeah. dalvin cook yeah the whole yeah. dalvin cook i thing. wish i didn't say that because uh i played against dalvin cook this week and he benefited <laughs> i totally forgot i was playing against him because i was just so invested into yeah. the moment yeah i forgot and then he was asking us on the group chat he's like how's dalvin cook looking and i was like let me just tell you what i yeah. see but it led he to him starting yeah, him and dropping exactly. 35 fantasy points exactly um but yeah it sounded awesome i was yeah. getting major major fomo um, wish I could have been yeah, there. But we'll, we'll do many more of these. Yeah, in the I, I, I went. So the new stadium I saw four years ago when they played the Rams, mm-hmm. um, and that was a big year because the Rams had like uh, there was the year that Goff was on the rise and stuff, and they were actually good. And the Vikings were decent. I think it's twenty seventeen. The year okay. we were, last yeah. year we were good, mm-hmm. um, and it was like a twenty four seven win. We we absolutely blew them out. Like it was it was a great experience. But yeah. that stadium is phenomenal. It is. Like it it's, really it's like another Jerry's World, pretty much. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're like so yeah. advanced. Like yeah. and you've been to Lambo and shit, uh-huh. so like oh, just God. think about like how that the in, inside is, <laughs> yeah. how different that is. But um, no, appreciate the social media support. Like we mentioned, if you like our content, um, we're everywhere: YouTube, Spotify, um, Anchor FM, uh, Apple, Google, and then we also are on Instagram with our social media. We're on Twitter at Only Playbook, and then also TikTok. So uh, appreciate all the support. Um, subscribing to the channel, liking the channel, write, writing a review and leaving it helps our podcast grow. So um, if you want to support us and if you enjoy our content, please do that. And um, that's how we're going to spread the word to other people. Uh, otherwise, I was thinking about this while you guys are there. We may just have to be the podcast that travels to every stadium. One stadium a year. Or oh, wow. A like, couple stadiums a year. Dude, that something would be like fun. That. Goals. Yeah. You know? Goals. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure something like that out. But like again, that. appreciate all the support, all the love. Uh, shout out to everybody that interacted with these guys this weekend about the podcast and everything like that. Uh, very, very appreciative. So, Shashot, jump into the injuries. Yeah. I know everything was there's, changing. There's so much going on. Uh, one last thing I forgot to shout out to. Um, the soldiers of Task Force McCoy. So they were the soldiers that did like the unraveling of the flag before the game and everything. And I was I was hanging out with those guys uh, while like Eric Kendricks was doing his booty stretches and stuff. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he we we're talking about football because I naturally just bring it up like fantasy football and whatnot. And I brought up the podcast and uh, I was like, I can shout you guys out like if you you know. And they're like. And one guy particularly was like, mm, I don't really want to be shot out personally. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wow. What? <laughs> Not the reaction we were expecting. Yeah. And then he's like, and then he saw how like my mood just dropped. Yeah. And he's like, but you can shout out to the soldiers of Task Force McCoy. And then uh, that was just one guy. The other two guys were kind of like excited and then yeah. he ruined their vibes too. <laughs> but I helped a guy set his lineup too. Um, we removed, uh, what's it called? The Lions running back Williams. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he was questionable at that yeah. time. So we just kind of took him out of the lineup because I think he was just going to start him. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that made a difference. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to those guys. And um, I guess we can move on to injuries now. Yeah. Um, I got a lot going on, so I'll try to go run through this quickly. Um, number one, first of all, Allen Robinson is removed from the injury report now after, you know, pretty much a whole season of all kinds of stuff going on. On again, him. off again. Yeah. Yeah. So he's. we'll see. This is kind of a speculative ad you might want to do mm-hmm. uh like if you're starting jerry judy yeah. you might want to see if you can start alan robinson instead but you know if you're you talking to yourself um sometimes <laughs> sometimes <laughs> but yeah um but you know if you have studs then this is not the time to mess around with alan robinson um 
Okay, Mike Glennon is on track to start again. He had a concussion, so that affects his receivers. But guess what? His receivers are also injured. Yes. Galladay's ribs, <laughs> Shepard's quads, questionable. Uh, Tony is out with his new oblique injury that happened Jesus. yesterday during practice. So, yeah, that team's just... They should know. just throw on the towel. Yeah. Guys, we can't stay healthy. Let's just forfeit the rest of the season. Get a good draft pick. Get everybody healthy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's always a touchy subject yeah, when you... moral, mental. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. If I was a coach, I wouldn't let that happen. Yeah, right? for sure. But, for you know, sure. but if but I'm they're the GM... Literally dropping but, if like I'm, flies. but if I'm the GM, yeah. then I might want to... Think long-term, bigger throw picture. Throwing some <laughs> words in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, okay. And then moving on, uh, Monty uh, Montgomery, uh, David Montgomery... Full practice, uh, even though he had three different injuries. Yeah. So he practiced fully today, which is a great sign. I feel like he's going to be a stud for many yeah. years. Um, and then Joe Burrow, with that finger injury, he's, he's wearing a glove. He's doing all that. But he was throwing normally this morning. Okay. So it looks like that thumb finger may not be a problem initially. But if he gets tackled and lands on that finger, things could happen. Um, Tevin Coleman, he's out with a concussion. We had some saw some promises from that guy the last couple of weeks. Um with uh, Michael Carter out. Michael Carter out. He was kind of taking over that role, but now it's back to a shit show. I don't know what's going to happen with those guys. You got Walters and Johnson is the only yeah. active and like, yeah. non-injured player. Yeah, so Johnson's going to be third down back probably. Yeah. Going to get some carries, but I'm, I feel like they're going to pound it with Walters. Walters. If they're up at all in this game, Walters going to take over the lead role. Um, Swift, unlikely to play again. Jamal Williams, right. out now. COVID. So who's going to be taking the lead? Shelby, you want to pronounce his name? Oh, man. I You know... I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. In in something with the N, I, I can't really say it right. Does he have yeah. a first name? He does. He does. Is it just as hard? No. No. Okay. No, I forgot what it was though. Um. Yeah. We'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to the lines. Um. Subject or these guys will look it up. Um. And then Joe Mixon, he's a game time decision, non-COVID illness. Probably just caught some, you know, some sort of virus. Godwin. Iwibuke. There you go. Godwin. Yeah. Iguibuke. There you go. Iguibuke. Let's go, Godwin. Big week for Godwin. Yeah. I hope so. Let's go. Yeah. No, actually, I don't. Did you pick <laughs> up in our league? I did. I need you to lose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, not happening. So Joe Mixon's game time decision. Um, P. Ryan, if, you have, if you're a Joe Mixon owner, you need to have his backup. Ooh, I didn't know that. If you're anybody's owner, you need to have their backup at this point in the yeah. season. You mm-hmm. cannot afford With how much they fucking run the ball. Yes. So if you have some solid players on your bench that you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait till this guy goes off. Well, let me break it to you. He's that. not going to break <laughs> off. And if, <laughs> if he does, it's better to have yeah. the safety of a handcuff this late than to have some promises sitting in your bench. If you guys, if you got guys on your bench still waiting for them to break out in week 14 of yeah. the NFL season yeah. when playoffs start next week, uh, there's a, probably a pretty good chance your team didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> you know, the guys, but the, the tough part is like guys like Miles Gaskin who I've had struggled oh, with this yeah. entire year. There's definitely yeah. some, yeah. right? That you can't but drop. Right. The yeah. handcuff is But it's so like never starting. Yeah. The week yeah. you start them, they suck. And then you put yeah. them on your bench and they're good. Of course. that That's the name Fantasy of the game. Football. Yep. Um, and then let's move it on. Uh, Debo um, Samuels, he practiced on the sideline yesterday. He was it, signs are pointing towards him not playing, but it looks like he's he might play. Looks like he might play. So that's going to be something you got to keep an eye on because he's a must start if he plays. Twitter, um, Twitter, yeah, check out the Twitter before the game. Uh, Elijah Moore, no practice yesterday, oh, quad injury. So um, that kind of sucks for them. Now without their running backs and now without Elijah Moore. I just put him in the lineup over Jamal Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> that can't happen. Um, so, yeah, he's he didn't practice yesterday. He's questionable. I don't think he's out, actually, but he's questionable. Who is out is Elijah, the other Elijah, Elijah Mitchell. He's out. So looks like it's going to be um, Wilson. Wilson's probably going to get the bulk of the carries at this point. You know, just 
what are you going to do? Like They run so much, you pretty much have to start yeah. Justin Wilson. Obviously, we expect Hasty to get involved here probably. Yeah. If Debo plays, they'll probably run yeah. Debo a that's, lot. That's what I was going to say, but he is a little hobbled. Yeah. So he probably get like his five carries. But I, you know, if he didn't get hurt, you could have seen like 10 carries yeah. from Debo today. So yeah, um, that you got to keep an eye out there. Um, Hawkinson with his hand injury, tight end. Hawkinson, tight end. Mm-hmm. Tight ends are very weak. Uh, they don't come very um, – there's not many solid ones out there. So Hawkinson, even though he's playing like kind of crap lately, he's still like the fifth or sixth best tight end, which yeah, which is crazy, right? Yeah. So you're probably going to have to start him. There's really no other options. So if you have him, you're starting him, but he is doubtful at this moment. So keep an eye out for that as well. Kamara, full practice, back, knee problem, gone. So Kamara owners rejoice, especially because Mark Ingram is out this game. Yeah. So he's going to get everything thrown to him. So big, big Kamara day. Uh, Gall- oh, we already talked about Galladay. Uh, Julio Jones looks good. I watched some of his highlights last night while I was hammered, <laughs> and I was enjoying what I was seeing. Were um, they like practice highlights yeah. or like prime Julio highlights? No, no, oh, okay. no. no pra- <laughs> like, practice okay. highlights. Okay. Yeah, he was cutting and stuff, doing some quick outs. Uh, it looked good. So that's probably going to give you like a solid two quarters, <laughs> and then the hammy's going to go out. But um, yeah, so he's he's back. Uh, Darren Waller's out uh, with his knee injury and a new back injury. So it's a little bit more than just the IT band thing we were talking about. He's got a back problem now, so. You know what are we gonna do? Just but then again, you can just throw in his backup and probably Foster Monroe. Yep, Foster Monroe. And if you're if you're a big if you believe in that tight end philosophy that the Raiders do, then you might you might as well just plug in the backup and just yeah see what he can give you. Cooper Cup has a toe injury. Um, Daryl Henderson has a thigh injury. They're both limited up until today, so that's a little worrisome, uh, especially because a court, uh, wide receiver and toes they don't get along very well. Julio Jones sat out pretty much almost the whole season with a toe injury, so. Yeah, we're going to have to just kind of see. Um, I was hoping he was not limited today after being limited mm-hmm. yesterday, but he was limited again this morning. So uh, then again, he is the superstar, so you can't really they, – they're probably just giving him some time to recover. I would not worry about this as much as I'm making it sound like. I'm just trying to let you know that toe injuries for receivers are kind of a big deal. Yeah, and this is the first time he was on the injury report all season. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's that's tough. Uh, they, they play Monday night. Um, yeah. So I mean that could be a good thing because Cooper Cup has time, time to get the here. extra day. Yeah, um, I but think, it's a big matchup, Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. True. I think tomorrow we'll we'll hear news that Cooper Cup's toe is gone. I, I mean, not gone. <laughs> he has <laughs> <no> amputated. <laughs> that, He's like, I'm playing Sunday, coach. Yeah. Get rid of the toe. <laughs> yeah. Toeless. Toeless cup. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, he should be fine. Don't worry too much about that. Tony Pollard has a plantar fascia oh, tear. God. It's not just a regular plantar fascia like strain that um, Taysom Hill had. But he has actually has a tear. Um, that, that, that's really like I need to get an MRI and I need to see it myself because you can't like you can have a minor tear, you can have a big tear. I don't know what kind of tear they didn't say, but he is in a lot of pain apparently, and it's a game time decision. Uh, but Zeke looks like he's pretty healthy. At least he says he's healthy. But that might be because he's afraid to lose his <laughs> job. So yeah, you're gonna have to keep an eye out for this. Also, um, I, it's really hard to say like with running backs, plantar fascia is like. Like you're running on yeah, it. Yeah, you're right? really planting <laughs> on it, right? Yeah, like millions of dollars yeah. riding on that fascia. So, yeah, we'll see. It's, it's going to be a pain tolerance issue. It's going to be it's, – it's very, very painful. So we'll see if you can handle it or not. Uh, we got three more players to talk about. Melvin Gordon feels good. Hip is good. Uh, Nick – not Nick. Fangio? Fangio? Fangio. Yeah. He says um, he will play. So I trust those guys. They've been giving good reports all season long. He's probably going to play. J.D. McKissick was doing individual drills. He had a concussion, but he came back yesterday doing the individual drills, which is a little worrisome because there's steps to concussion protocol. Uh, one of the steps right before you get to play is to do the same drills you do 
but without the contact. Mm-hmm. And then if you can do that that day, the next day you do contact. So I don't have today's information on what happened to JT McKissick, but yesterday he was doing individual drills. Um, so we'll, we'll get that information out on Twitter too. Amari Cooper is no longer limited for the first time since like week four. Um, so that's good news. And then Justin Fields will start. That's what we have so far as far as injuries. There's three quick little COVID things we got to talk about real quick since we're already in the same topic. Mike Williams looks like he's going to play. Um, he is not vaccinated, but it was only a close contact issue. He didn't actually have the COVID. He was, he was, it was just a close contact with issue Keenan Allen, with right? Keenan Allen, who is ruled out. Um, so yeah, Mike Williams owners should be okay. Um, and then yeah, Mark Ingram, he, he was, he had the, I already told you earlier, he was tested positive and then miles Gaskin was pos- uh, positive today. Uh, but he's vaccinated, so he should be able to play next game because they have a bye week this week. Okay. And that rounds up our injury report. Wow, what a slew of injuries for Week 14. A lot of fantasy implications. I know for most leagues, it's the last week before playoffs. I think some, like some leagues actually yeah, some started leagues playoffs. Started, yep. So a uh, very, very big week in fantasy world. Let's jump into the first game of this week that already took place. We talked so much about it a little bit already, but um, the Steelers traveled to Minnesota as did Shoshot and Shovit. They traveled to Minnesota. Uh, big, big game for us in-house as, you know, we have two Vikings fans and a Steelers fan. Um, on TV, it was a great game to watch. Vikings took care of business. I mean, winning the game, but um, the, the same Vikings fashion, right? Yeah. 36-28 yeah. final, big scoring, but Minnesota covered the three-and-a-half-point spread. The over 45 got absolutely destroyed. This game was 29 nothing midway through the third quarter. If that tells you anything, uh, you guys talk about this game. You guys were there. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, you know, you guys talk about mediocrity, and the Steelers are in the lower end of that mediocrity in the NFL. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not in the upper, whatever, echelon uh, echelon of that, Uh, definitely the lower end of that. So, you, you saw all the struggles that they've been having on defense. Dude. A lot. I yesterday. could not believe that. The and holes. I don't know how it looked like when you were there. Yeah, oh, but it looked good. I literally cannot tell you the last time. Like uh, J- uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Were, Troy Aikman was going crazy. He was like, oh, really? he was like, this looks like a college game. This looks like a D one team is yeah. running against like a team that is last in the world in at running. Like yeah. Dalvin Cook had a hundred and fifteen yards before contact. It's insane. I mean, yeah. he was getting the holes. In, in terms of battle of the trenches, like the Vikings won that a hundred percent. In the first and we're half. not even known to be a. We're not even known no. to have a good offensive line. Yeah, no. yeah. No, the, the the thing is, like we've talked about Big Ben and then the offense woes throughout the whole year, and like low key, you know, the as far as the numbers goes, they're um, the defense for Steelers are not an elite defense like they were last year, no. and that was kind of the backbone of this team. And when you don't have that, you're just not able to uh, kind of continue. Continue like having a subpar offense, having the defense kind of take care care of that side. Uh, so that we that was evident. It was yeah. definitely evident last game. Um, you know, in, in 29-0 up until the third quarter, we there were signs that like Big Ben's coming back and 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 great things that happened towards the end of it. Uh, but Claypool, man, I can't go without talking about Claypool. What a doo doo brain guy move. Two things. Two things. First was the finger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. forget who uh, was it. Breland. 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 Breland yeah. Put finger in, in Breland's helmet. Yeah. Personal foul. Fifteen yard penalty. Why? What are you doing? Yeah. And then the second thing is the fact that you know you you're like what twenty seconds left. Twenty four seconds. Twenty four seconds game. left. You will give up seventeen seconds pulling some stupid sh- like 
trying to celebrate getting a first down. <laughs> they're, they're in a no huddle, no timeout situation, need a touchdown and a two-point conversion to win. Claypool gets a first down in like the middle of the field. Yeah. Instead of running back, giving the ball to the ref and getting lined up, he literally did like the first down, first down celebration. And then... You know what's funny is because he did that, Michael Pierce came over and like knocked the football out of his hand. And like, More yes, time. Michael Pierce probably shouldn't have done that. But I also fault Claypool for just being that dumb. If he catches the ball, gives it right back to the ref, none well, of that ever was happens. Was that Michael right? Pierce that did that? I, I thought fifty four. I thought it was his own lineman that wanted to come and get the ball from his hand, because he was celebrating. So his own line. I'm pretty sure his own lineman. He came and he like tried to get the ball from him, uh-huh. and it actually knocked the ball. And then he out blamed of his the hand. lineman. And then he blamed the lineman on yeah. the post game interview. He's like. He's like, yeah, I was already there. I didn't have to run anywhere. I was just celebrating because I was waiting for the other guys to catch up. Right. And he's like, all I had to do was just put the ball down. And the lineman came and knocked it out of my hand. But that's not the principle here. The principle here is time management. And the principle here is not being cocky in such a time. Yeah. Like, these are just very, very bad bad sportsman moves. And you don't do these things. First of all, you don't blame your own teammate for trying to hurry you up because you're being a dumbass, right? right? You don't blame your own guy. And then after he blamed him for like a solid 30 seconds, he's like, yeah, I could have done that play better. I'm like, why don't you just lead off with that? Why don't you just take ownership <laughs> over some of these problems? You know, his, his new nickname is Clay Fool for me now because oh. he's a he's a fool for doing what he did. Um, and then last thing about the Steelers that you know, uh, I I fully believe that Ben Roethlisberger is not the problem. I do think that it's the offensive line because we saw what Ben Roethlisberger did to get the team back into a chance to tie the game. Um, at least get six points. You know that throw to Fryermuth. Um, it could have gone either way. He catches that. It's a six. It's a two-point game. Um, an extra point. So it, it's it, for me. It's the offensive lineman, lack of offensive lineman, and the lack of defense that was evident that caused uh, the Vikings to uh, win the game and Steelers lose. Yeah, I mean, lot, lot, this was just a weird, weird game. We were setting ourselves up for the worst comeback loss in NFL history: twenty-nine-zero at half. Mm-hmm. Right? No team has ever come back from twenty-nine half and one. This would have been the worst loss ever or the best comeback ever in regular season and there's a lot of fingers to be pointed all 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 across the field i i'm a firm believer that our offensive coordinator needs to lose his job and i'm a firm believer that the defensive scheme needs to change like we can't be this we how many times have we mentioned on this podcast you can't keep taking your foot off the gas pedal yes you you firmly press the gas pedal for two halves or for two quarters Mm -hmm. but you got to put it on the gas pedal all game long why do you change like you were blitzing the hell out of big ben for the first two quarters and then you only blitz like one time every drive for the rest of the game like these things don't make sense to me and you know um just some some accolades uh kj osborne fucking like you know coming taking over the number two role yeah solidifying it that deep bomb was great justin jefferson doing justin jefferson things you too know, many drops yeah you, you definitely want to see him there were like again it's different perspective that's why this is really this is much more interesting is because i was watching on tv and you guys were watching it live right um there's like four plays that I can think of vividly that like were a hair away. Like three of them were touchdowns, right? The first quarter one, the bomb by Kirk yeah. uh, over that. Double team. He yeah. should have absolutely caught that. Caught that. That's yeah. well, you, You're Justin Jefferson. You're supposed to be one of the best receiving league. Yeah. You 100% catch that. That was one of the best throws I've ever seen. There was uh, a second one um, that Jefferson was coming across the field wide open. That the, one Kirk over. The one, that, the one when he had to yeah. go over one-handed, right? Yeah. And then there was one in the end zone where Justin Jefferson like shimmied his guy and came in. And that one, so that one's tough. To me, if you're Jefferson, you should still come down with that ball. Yeah. Um, but it was almost like Kirk 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 threw it perfectly in the sense that like he threw it before he broke because the guy was blitzing. Um, but it was like bang, bang. But I still expect Jefferson to come down with that. And then the tough one, the one that uh got intercepted was 
Or no, no, no. Yeah, it did. I think that one, this one did get intercepted. Was real time. It looked like Jefferson literally just straight dropped it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. But Devin Bush, very last second, Crazy. tipped the ball, completely changed the trajectory. So it was like catching it here to catching it up here, bounced off him, got intercepted. So like, it, it, to me, I like I like the like trying to get the ball to him. Right. Like I'm okay with that. If we turn the ball over, forcing the ball to our best player, like you live with those results. Yeah. The results you don't live with is Jefferson gets three targets. Like that's yeah. the shit that doesn't work. No, right? I get it. I get it. I, I'm on board. I get the ball to Jefferson's hands. It's the theme here, and that needs to stay. Um, I'm on. I love Jefferson. Like this is the best receiver we've had since Randy Moss. Yep. If, you, if I 100. If I want to go back in time, but then there's some plays that. Randy Moss would never do like he like Jefferson is still young like he's still got that like I, I have like a very distinction between like elite receivers and TikTok receivers and Jefferson is very much in the elite receiver uh, range and he, I can see I've seen the progression from the TikTok receiver days <laughs> yeah. to becoming an elite receiver and for yeah. me to for me to give him that trophy he can't make these drops yeah 100%. like you have to solidify 100%. like you are you are you can be better than Hopkins you can be better than Devonta Adams but Hopkins and Devonta Adams will never make those drops nope. and that's the difference here and I think. It's, maybe it's a young uh, receiver thing. Yeah. And maybe next year after getting all this volume, he won't make those drops. So just just prove it to us that we can rely you on. You are who situations. we expect you to be yeah, and you've shown to be. Because he's talented enough yep. to do that. Um, and then one last thing, Kirk Cousins just doing Kirk Cousins things. Like I don't know what we want from this guy. I don't know what we expect from this guy, but he's given it to us. Um, he had 12 touchdown passes on third downs and fourth downs before um, his first interception on a third down and fourth down this year, which was that one right there. Mm-hmm. Um and that's the most in the NFL. So these are touchdowns on third and fourth downs. Like he's playing clutch football. He's playing probably the best football he's ever played. Um, and like we mentioned, like all these fans we were interviewing, we were literally walking around Minnesota interviewing people about Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Every, nobody likes him. Like, I get it. But then again, like I would like I trust my own uh, judgment when it comes to football, probably more than anybody else's, right? Um, and then again, we have pl- people like Kyle Shanahan. When Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Redskins. And then he got a job as a head coach for the 49ers. He wanted to get Kirk Cousins. He's like, I want my guy. But they didn't want to drop that much money because they had a, their own problems. So they were like, we're not going to pay that much. So he was pissed about that. He wanted Kirk Cousins. We got people like Patrick Mahomes. Hey, Patrick Mahomes, are you scrambling a lot lately? What's going on? Patrick Mahomes says, I need to be more of a better passer like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so like, there's these elite people that see what I see. And then we have Twitter people just you know, people walk around the streets of Minnesota like, oh, yeah, give me the Kirk Cousins. So it's just like this is a very, very weird, weird situation because the team's not winning. It's easy to blame the quarterback. But from what I'm seeing, just, you know, personal experience, I can't ask for anything more from the quarterback position than what Kirk Cousins is giving us. We just need to fix this. Like, like I mentioned earlier, it's a Minnesota problem. There's like so many issues around the team. And I'm just I'm very appreciative of the chances that Kirk Cousins is giving us because we could easily be like a nine and something team right now if just the rest of the team kind of showed up. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean again, I, I it doesn't surprise me that people in Minnesota don't like Kirk Cousins, um, and it doesn't surprise me that people like Kirk Cousins, right? Everybody's entitled to have their own opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like my my opinion of Kirk is different than your opinion of Kirk, but I also recognize that this is the best football he's probably played in his entire life. So um, I'm ov- obviously absolutely always willing to give credit where it's due. I just think that Zimmer and Kirk Cousins don't mesh. Like they're not they're not good together. Kirk Cousins needs a Kyle Shanahan. Kirk Cousins needs somebody to actually believe in his confidence for him to play confidently, right? And when we when we 
you know, don't let him audible. When we scripted the plays for him, so he's not, he doesn't have a chance to get a say in the play. He's just running what we tell him. Um, it puts him in really, really shitty situations. So I know that a lot of that also is situational. Um, but my, philo- the, just from my philosophy in itself is that he's been in the league so long. And yes, he puts up great numbers at times. Like he does really, really well. He has some of the best accuracy of anybody in the NFL, like the best of the best, right? But, because we paid him so much money, which San Francisco was not willing to pay him, it literally handicapped the rest of our team. Yeah. And when you're paying your quarterback $35 million a year, you're, you've like at that money, he has to be the guy that can carry your team. Otherwise, you literally can't afford to pay anybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that is the biggest flaw in this Kirk Cousins saga is like if we had Kirk Cousins for $20 million a year, I would never not want Kirk Cousins yeah. because yeah. we could at least build better offensive linemen around him. We could at least get some defensive help so that he doesn't have to yeah. fucking force no, comebacks. I, I, so I, it's just the situation that the Vikings organization put themselves in because they forced themselves to overpay for a quarterback because we can't get quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So we're like, we want to prove that a quarterback wants to play here and he was available and we need to sign him and get him away from the jets who are trying to give him a shit ton of money mm-hmm. we had to give him more money yeah and so that's ultimately what happened yeah. is that everything around kirk is not ideal right now and because he also himself has limitations that much money on a quarterback makes it really really tough to yeah. build around but, him. but to, to just play devil's advocate we did draft offensive linemen we drafted Darisaw, we drafted bradbury we drafted dansler we drafted the other guy from tcu so it's not like we didn't like it's not like we dropped the ball by giving him so much money that we didn't have money to get other players it's just that all those other players suck but like, but though, you mentioned it. we drafted them yeah. right we when's the last time we signed a big name offensive lineman yeah. Alex Boone, 2015. Yeah. What we just assume that we can draft offensive linemen, they're going to be ready in the NFL. No, yeah. p- p- put money where value is. Why? Why do we see mediocre quarterbacks like uh, Mac Jones this year? Right? Why are we seeing Mac Jones have all this time to throw and all this shit? But he's nobody in the grand scheme of things. He's a rookie quarterback. His offensive line is insane, right? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, all of a sudden having an insane year. And if we ask anybody about Jimmy Garoppolo, oh, he's a mediocre quarterback at best. Why is he having the best like nine week stretch ever? His offensive line is insane, yeah. right? So like we need to put Cousins in a situation to, to to succeed, but we're just in again. He doesn't have the right coach, right? Like listen to the, I, dude. We're probably going really long on this, but listen to this last thing. Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins have been together four years now. Zimmer's been our head coach for eight years. Literally like week five of this year was the first time in the last four years that the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings actually spent time alone with their starting quarterback. Like, just put that into perspective. He's like, and he literally said it in an interview. He's like, yeah, me and Kirk started meeting for 45 minutes every week. Why hasn't that already happened? I'm like, you're the head fucking coach? (laughs) You're the head coach, and it took you four seasons to talk to your quarterback for 45 minutes a week? He's not, yeah. a, he's not a head coach. It, he's, he's a defensive tremendous. coordinator taking up the role that a head coach should be taking. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, th- we got lots of problems. Yeah, that's, there's a tremendous amount of disconnect. Um, I'm happy we got the win, uh, but I like my biggest fear is we keep the mediocrity, and for some reason we're like, oh, okay, clearly we can do this, and we just keep the same regime. Right. So yeah. um, whatever needs to happen, I'm just ready to turn the page in this Zimmer-Spielman era, and if that means completely rebuilding, I'm ready for it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, nonetheless, Vikings win. They're 6-7. and seven. Steelers Drop to six six and one. Uh, Steelers play the Titans next week at home, so big game. Vikings do travel to Chicago, but they get eleven days off, guys. They play right. next Monday night, so a really really long break and rest for the team. Uh, and they're at Chicago on Monday night, which Soldier Field's always been a fucking struggle bus for Minnesota. So mm-hmm. uh, that should be a sight to see. Let's jump into all the other games this week. What was that? 
I don't know. Heard like a printer or something. Is that a printer? That's okay. Continue. Um, Jumping into all the preview of every game that's happening on Sunday, let's start it off in Cleveland where the Ravens are traveling to take on the Browns. Big divisional matchup here. Ravens are 8-4, Browns 6-6. Lamar Jackson has been playing some of the worst football of his career the last four weeks. I think he's 41 out of 42 in terms of uh, quarterback rating in uh, PFF over the last five weeks. And the only guy worse is Mike Glennon, who started one week. So um, for all the people that are playing wor- like wor- really bad and we think you know they're the worst, Lamar Jackson has been awful, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why the Browns at home against the Ravens, who are you know who have two more wins browns are favored by three over under 42 and a half which is crazy because this so the browns are actually playing the ravens back to back uh they played the ravens uh what was it sunday night football two weeks ago went into a bye and playing the ravens again it's which wild. is the first time it's happened since 1991 apparently wow. uh in the, regular, the year we were born uh, yeah in, in a regular in Kids. the regular season um so uh, it's it's crazy to me that the browns are favored after losing that last week but that's what happens when lamar jackson who threw four interceptions that game mm-hmm. threw another interception last week against the steelers just hasn't been performing no. to that standard but at the same time like uh to me this this it just doesn't make sense for cleveland to be minus three i i'm gonna pick the raven the ravens here still um outside yeah, of all I that because both offenses are not are struggling yeah yeah so the thing is like what's most likely to happen right uh-huh. is is Lamar Jackson going to play this shit for the back. rest yeah, of the season? Exactly. No, absolutely not. And I have some stats to prove you why the Ravens could possibly beat the Browns. There's a much higher chance. So every time uh, Nick Chubb and the gang play the Ravens, Chubb has averaged 56 yards per game in his career wow. against the uh, Ravens, which is the second lowest against any opponent in his career. So he's, he struggled. He never really goes for those 200-yard Chubb games uh, against the Ravens. They kind of know how to stop the Cleveland Browns rushing attack. Um, and then the thing is the Browns have scored 14 points or fewer in six games this season, which is tied for the second most in the NFL, uh, including five of Mayfield's last six starts. So Browns aren't scoring points. Uh, Lamar Jackson is ready for a bounce back, especially after getting all that data from the last game played two weeks ago. Um, and they always stop the Browns rush game. Like, what do you think is going to happen using all those, all that information? And I would... It's time to call Baltimore fake news if they can't win this game. Yep. I think it's time to be like, you know, fake news. Nobody's safe from fake news. You can be 8-4 and four and be fake yep. news. You 100%. can be 5-5 five and, five and fake news. And Baltimore's very, very close to doing that. They've they've snuck out some wins against the Lions. They could have mm-hmm. been the first team to lose against the Lions. So they're doing a lot of weak shit, and they're uh, somehow making it work. And they have to prove it to us that they can go to the Browns and do what they do to the Browns normally because if they don't, then they're on the fake news dragon. Yeah, I completely agree with you. The, this line is so phony that like this is one that jumped out immediately on paper that like just make it make sense. And every time I've seen that in the past, at least just from a betting Vegas standpoint, uh-huh. it it like it makes sense. Like it's logical. Like you see it, and then you're like, this doesn't make sense, and this is what ends up happening. So my hope is that you're right because. We want the Ravens to be competitive. Lamar in the playoffs and, and the yeah, Ravens being a big watch. deal is fun to watch, right? And the Browns are not fun, and the Browns yeah. have been bad. Uh, Baker Mayfield's been bad. He's been inaccurate. Yeah. He's hurt with that so- shoulder still. It's very apparent. So if the Ravens can contain the run defense, Baker Mayfield could have 15 seconds to throw. We've seen that he's still inaccurate, yeah. right? And yeah. like you said, the most likely outcome in terms of you know bounce back is Lamar Jackson. Like he's yeah. he's playing the worst football of his career. You expect that to change. So you give the benefit of the doubt to the Ravens. That's why like it's a consensus. I feel like most betters that see this are like, "Oh my god, Ravens, dogs." And yeah. so 
you know, when you have that many people on the same side, it just yeah. gets me all paranoid. But I don't know why the line's that way. It doesn't make sense the, to me. I, I tried to figure this out the other day, and I think the only explanation is Lamar Jackson's been sacked a career high 37 times this mm-hmm. year. Their offensive line is bad. Yeah. And then now, now if like, you know, those guys, those yeah. demons. Yeah, the Garretts and the yes. clowny. clownies. Yes. If they play their maximum level football, then that's the only explanation right. for why this line is the way it is. Otherwise, there is no explanation. Baker Mayfield's 0 for 4 in the last four games against the Ravens. Like, there's nothing pointing towards why they would predict besides just the fact that Lamar Jackson has been getting sacked a large amount this year. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Maybe the Browns run that cover one where they just blitz every yeah. play and it works. Yeah, so far it's been working, <laughs> yeah, right? So, so. Yeah. so maybe until they can fix the Ravens figure out how to, you know, audible against that, one of the great, like, most obvious defenses yeah. that I just... That's what a fire zone blitz is, by the way. The yeah. Cooper Cup thing, Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, it's, it's that defense. Yeah, yeah I, I need the Browns to lose. I mean, to win, obviously, because if the Browns do, do win, um, that just gets a little bit easier for the Steelers to potentially... It's a stretch to get yeah. the number one um, number one uh, position in that division. Like win the division? Yeah. 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 I, 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 yeah, maybe they have... A, do they have a better chance of winning the division than winning getting yeah. a wild card spot just because the wild so. card's so bundled up? Yeah. Like, there's so. such it's such a bunch of people with, like, right. seven wins. Right. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, yeah, it, on paper, again, I expect the Ravens to take care of business here. If they if can, if they want to be real contenders and, like, view this season right. as a possible Super Bowl right. uh, trajectory, then they have to beat the Browns. And so, um, I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be a tough game. Divisional games can always go either way. Um, so, it'll be a fun one to watch. We'll travel to Tennessee where the Jaguars are traveling there. Jaguars come in two and 10 really really struggling not much of an identity not a brand of football that i don't even think jags fans are watching this this year uh the titans are eight and four you know after reeling off six straight wins against really impressive teams they've been struggling come back down to earth just injuries galore so it's kind of taken them back but this is a big spot for the titans to just get a win you know get another win get to nine and four they're favored by eight and a half over under 43 and a half i mean is there there's literally no reason to believe that the jaguars can win a football game the only way they win a football game is when like nobody believes they, they'll win a football game and they yeah. just randomly do because on paper they shouldn't beat anybody in the nfl right um so i think the titans are coming off a bye as well and they played the texans mm-hmm. last and lost they, they lost against the texans um but this is like the perfect team to play against after losing to the texans yeah you're playing against a team with urban meyer with that there's no reason for him uh, for the jaguars to win any single game no we still don't know what the hell has happened to james robinson <laughs> yeah. and like why he's being benched was, and then i was all over sorry i was all over twitter about james robinson because i wanted to get like jags fans takes on it i'm yeah. like what's going on like why is he getting benched and all, everybody's complaining that it's urban meyer like he's yeah. literally just benched him for no reason at all it, no I, reason at all. It's got to be an ego thing at yeah, this point. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I really do think so. And so Julio's coming back. I'm hoping that that has an impact uh, on – because outside of A.J. Brown, there's no A.J. Brown. Um, you've got McNichols and Julio Jones. So hopefully West that – Kine. West Kine, yeah. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> that, that helps out. And then Foreman and, and uh, Hilliard yeah. Um, should, yeah. should be uh, so RBCC. In, um, so from, for a fantasy perspective, mm-hmm. I think um, in a PPR league – this might be a Hilliard day. I don't know. It's kind of a stretch, but I can see a lot of scenarios where that would play out. So Jacksonville has allowed a top eight fantasy running back in two of their last three games. Mm. Uh, and then Hilliard has over 16 fantasy points in two straight games now. And he's getting a lot of targets, a lot of targets. But here is the catch. McNichols is fully active. Uh, so now there's a three-headed Here situation. comes McNichols. God, McNichols, go away. I, go away, Jeremy. Go away. I held you on. I held on to you for like seven weeks this week, <laughs> this year. Him and the big dude from the uh, uh, Packers. Uh, AJ Dillon. AJ yeah. Dillon, McNichols, and Jamal Williams. Yeah. I held on to for so long, and then I just dropped him the week before. Each, each, each person, the week before, 
they they were started, slated they to start because the guy got hurt. Insane, <laughs> insane how that works out. But um, another stat to kind of just be like, why 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 are you even playing this game, Jaguars? You should just give the win to the Titans. Trevor Lawrence has zero passing touchdowns <laughs> in five games this season, including four of his last five games. So, I mean, we're not calling the Titans a powerhouse anymore, no. right? They no. just they just find ways to win. Yeah, but. If you're scoring zero touchdowns in four of your last five games, dude. Zero you, touchdowns probably doesn't win you many football games. I don't, I'm no math whiz, and we're not a math pod. <laughs> yeah. How many games are you going to win? I would love to Google how many games, how many teams have won a game yeah. scoring zero, zero touchdowns. Yeah. I, and, and they also, not only do they throw no touchdown passes, they've scored 17 points or fewer in each of their last six games since week seven, which was their bye week. You would think they would figure <laughs> yeah. shit out after a bye week. They got worse. They became worse after the bye week. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I... I don't know. If, if, if I had my survivor pick still left, I would probably pick the Titans this week. Yeah, I, I had already taken the Titans as well. I saw them on the board yeah. there. That That's a strong play at home. Yeah. Um, it, it Again, for the Titans, it means more. The Jags literally are playing for nothing, and they look like they don't even want to be on the field. Yeah. The Titans are like 8-4, and four, firmly in a playoff spot. Like They need to get wins that they can win with all these injuries racking up. So this is a great spot, like you mentioned, Chovit, where they've already had their letdown spot two weeks ago against the Texans. Right. By week, bounce back, take care of business at <laughs> you, home. You know you know what the funniest thing that happened to me this weekend was one of my, in my other group chat for the other fantasy football league? What? This one guy. He's like, what do you guys think about Treadwell? He's getting a lot of targets. Oh, my God. I just started laughing. <laughs> I would have spit like, up my water if I was drinking that shit. <laughs> I was like, man, Treadwell's gained some tread here. Like, ah, uh, Oh, nice. to be a Jags fan. <laughs> oh, to be a Jags fan and be optimistically be like, oh, did we find our new number one receiver? Yeah, and we're yeah, like, dude, no, that's fucking no. our sloppy Fourth. fits. Like, yeah. <laughs> horrendous. No, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. Uh, but, yeah, we expect the Titans to take care of business at home. The Jags have posed no threat to pretty much any team. So um, that should be an easy one for Tennessee. Take it over to Arrowhead where we have another divisional matchup. The Chiefs are at home against the Raiders. If you guys remember, they played each other, what, two, three weeks ago, and that yeah. was the Chiefs' best offensive performance yep. of the season. Uh, Chiefs coming in 8-4. and four, Raiders are 6-6. Six and six. Chiefs are favored by 10 points at home over under 48. Big line against the Raiders. Holy shit. What do you guys think? Oh, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. I have a lot to say about this. <laughs> yeah, so um, the Chiefs have the Raiders' numbers. 14 and three uh, against the Raiders, uh, I think in the last uh, five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chiefs are coming back with uh, with vengeance on the on the defensive front. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah. Uh, in the last five games, uh, they've had it in the w- during their winning streak. They've only allowed um, uh, at most 25 points. Um, so a lot better than what they were doing starting off of the season. And uh, Patrick Mahomes has won 19 consecutive games in November. Yeah. Damn. So like, I mean, I all signs point to the Saints. Uh, Raiders are, they're they're so unpredictable. They beat the Cowboys and then they lose in the next couple of games. And and I don't really know what to make of them. But I think that the, the Chiefs have already played the Raiders and uh, they destroyed they destroyed them. them uh, and I expect um, maybe not. They, they, I just expect them to win the game uh, pretty easily. Yeah. The 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 star of the show here that goes unnoticed is this Chiefs defense. The Chiefs' defense have now allowed 15, 17 points or fewer in five straight games, which yep. are all wins. So that's what I was literally going to say. You said the last five games, the most they allowed was 27. 17 is the most they've allowed. Oh, yeah. okay, 17. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, good. Yeah, it's way better. That's yeah. 10 Incredible. points better. Yeah. I will take that. I mean, as a Vikings fan, that, oh. those are all wins. We're going 13-0 right now if we have 17 points allowed. 17, 14, 9, 9, 7. That's incredible. Games. That's incredible. What kind of teams were they playing then? Denver, Dallas, Vegas, Green Bay, Giants. Oh, I mean, no, wow. no slouches. Yeah, yeah, no slouches. That, that's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, they're, they're, I mean, right now, if you, if I had to pick a Super Bowl favorite, it's the Chiefs again. again it sounds back. like a broken record, but so I kind of said that statistic wrong. So, and and we, you know, the, the statistic is that 
They went on a five-game streak allowing 25 points or more. Uh-huh. And then went on a five-game winning streak uh, allowing, allowing 17. only 17 points. Oh, okay. That's okay. what it was. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. So just don't allow more than 20 yeah. points or 17 yeah. points. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, what's crazy? I'm trying to find out ways how the Raiders could win this game, right? Um, so the Raiders have the NFL's best pass rush when sending only four or fewer. Max Crosby. So, you know, they rank first with a 31% QB pressure rate. That's incredible. It's with, really good. What's only sending a four-man three, rush. Yeah, or three, or three. And Patrick Mahomes has a 37.5 completion percentage when under pressure. So if they send, like, six people, they could. this could be bad for Patrick yeah. Mahomes. But, I mean, they have the skill. Like, you can do a one-drag yeah. route. Tyreek Hill Tyree literally Kill runs an immediate in. Yeah. You give him the ball yeah. and he's gone. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the only thing is they, they pressure people a lot. You can't really see that very much because we don't really notice the personnel all the time. But uh, with the least amount of people pre- uh, sent to pressure the quarterback, the Raiders lead the league in that stat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders, uh, their their forte has to be that they have to put their foot on the gas. They have to be able to score, right? We talked about the Chiefs' defense being really, really good the last five weeks. But – um, their offense hasn't been insane, right? They were 41-14 against Vegas, but outside of that, 22 against Denver, 19 against Dallas, 13 against Green Bay, 20 against Giants, yeah. right? So, like, they they themselves are playing great defense, but they're not, like, blowing teams no. out of the water. No, they're running so, the ball a lot. Too. Yeah, they're, they're running the ball a lot. They're milk, milking the clock. They're taking what the defense gives them because they're trying to – the defenses are trying to get rid of the deep plays with Tyreek Hill. So the Raiders were, like, one of the few teams that didn't play that same type of coverage – the week that they got destroyed, right? Every other team was following that same MO against the Chiefs, uh, and that's what was resulting in, you know, the Chiefs kind of up and down subpar year, even though they're still 8-4. Well, the Raiders were the one team that were like, we're going to stick to what we do, and they got destroyed. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see if they've adjusted or they're still just as stubborn, and they're like, we're going to do what we do, and then Mahomes carves them up again. Yeah. Uh, so fantasy-wise on the Raiders, um, Hunter Renfro has uh, 73 receptions on the year, which is the ninth best in in yeah. in this yeah. did the you, NFL. Did you see the meme where it has a picture yeah. of DK Metcalf next to Hunter Renfro? Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> makes me want to throw. He, he kind of looks like Caruso. Alex Caruso. Alex yeah, it makes me want to throw up seeing that meme. <laughs> He's the Caruso of the NFL. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, another guy, Josh Jacobs, with Kenyon Drake out. He, yeah, everybody's he, out. Everybody's out. Yeah. Barber's not playing. Some yeah. other guys not playing. So it should Richard's be Jacobs season. There's no there's no other running backs besides uh, Jacobs. So, so see, what you're saying yeah. is I should expect a Jonathan Taylor esque performance from Josh. Let's not get too crazy but <laughs> you 25 points I, I would expect 25 points you get eight you get eight catches score one touchdown on the run get 80 yards receiving yeah that's 25 points yeah like you can do that yeah. jacobs we've seen you do that yeah i don't see why not yeah i don't see why not either there's yeah. no competition i see why not because he's on my team but that's just my pessimistic <laughs> attitude around this stuff so i don't know you guys are right josh jacobs is my best healthy running back this week so i need him to go off but uh it, it, it's a good opportunity the chiefs um you know they'll give up the running game to, to, to defend the pass, Daniel Sorensen, the guy we were making fun of the first five weeks, saying like he needs to get cut, all that shit. Like all of a sudden, this Chiefs secondary and defense has like flipped a script and figured something out, and he's still on the field. So uh, you know, maybe it was more of a scheme thing and not necessarily Sorensen. So yeah, who knows? Um, but yeah, Chiefs at home. I do think ten points is a little bit of a di- of disrespect to the Raiders because the Raiders are six and six. They're not like it's not the Jets that they're playing, right? Mm-hmm. And we know the Chiefs struggle at covering spreads. I mean, historically, that's yeah. been their thing. So for them to uh, be ten point favorites at home seems a, like a bit of a stretch. But 
um, shit, bro. We've seen the Raiders just come in and not look like they know how to play football. Yeah. So who knows what Vegas or what Raiders we're going to get. Uh, stay tuned. So we'll see. Next game on the board, we're traveling up to New Jersey where the Jets are home against the Saints. Jets are 3-9. and nine. Saints coming in at 5-7 and seven with Taysom Hill at the helm. They are out of a playoff spot right now after early seasons look like, you know, the run game and their defense was going to get them uh, through into the playoffs. Yeah. But now they're fighting. They're fighting, clawing for a wild card spot. Big spot for them on the road to, you know, get to 6-7 and seven against the Jets. They are favored. Saints are favored 5.5 over under 43. What do you guys see in this game? How it transpires out? I just see the Saints defense kind of stopping the Jets from having any sort of opportunity to get get the ball going. Uh, Zach Wilson, I still don't have faith in him right now. I mean, he's got six, touch, <laughs> six touchdowns, 11 uh, interceptions, and I think a uh, 58 uh, completion rate. Um, so not, not good. Not, not good. Not good for, for the rookie there. Uh, so, you know, and, and – uh, on the offense side for the Saints, with Alvin Kamara back, that's a huge upgrade, right? Uh, I, I fear that that's going to kind of take away from uh, Taysom Hill's like sort of fantasy um, rushes a little bit, uh, at, at least not as much as what we saw last week because mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara will get the drop down, like the, the screen passes and things of that sort. Uh, but as far as uh, being able to win, yeah, I think the Saints should be able to win and, and cover that five-and-a-half spread. I don't trust the Jets uh, on offense at all. Yeah, it's, I mean, I want to trust them because uh, they're averaging 381 total yards per game and 284 yards passing per game since week eight, which is the second most in the NFL. So they're like they're moving the ball. Mm-hmm. But then again, they're losing all these players that are doing this for them, and yep. they have a new quarterback since that time, new running back, new yep. wide receivers. Yep. So like there was a time where they could have put this together, and then now they got to do this yeah. whole experiment all over again. So none of this bodes well. Um, the only thing that bodes well is their defense. Is We've been talking about this. Um, they're ranked 30th. You know, this is that's normally the Miami Dolphins role, yeah. but Dolphins have climbed up, and um, the Jets have kind of dropped their defense. They, they were like 12th to 15th for like the first seven weeks. Yeah, and we were like, oh, they, they might win. They might yeah, win. Their defense could carry them. A yeah, couple times. yeah. So they've yeah. they've yeah. dropped the ball there big time. Their defense has not stepped up, and with you know the only thing here is even with that defense struggling so much, they are playing Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill could easily throw three interceptions. Yeah. you know he could fumble running the ball like. There's a lot of things. So that's the only thing here is a bad Taysom Hill game. That's the only explanation because their defense is still stout. Yep. Um, you're playing against like Nobody. minor leaguers, <laughs> right? These are minor their leaguers. Their best players are all out. <laughs> right? So, like, yeah, th- I mean – you can ask anybody here, and they won't be able to give you a solid reason why the Jets could beat the Saints. Yeah. I mean, the only reason is what you mentioned. Yeah. Taysom Hill ends up throwing like four interceptions like yeah. he did or some shit and plays like, you know, he's plays like he's not an actual quarterback. Right. That would be the only way. But you're right. Kamara is huge, right? They have Elijah Mitchell's hurt. Michael Carter's hurt. Fucking Tevin Coleman's hurt. Yeah, so is Davis. Corey yeah. Davis not Corey playing. Davis is hurt. So they got what? Jameson Crowder. They got Zach Wilson, Jameson Crowder, and then you got Ty Johnson and Walters. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. What the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's a ragtag group of fucking like that, randos. That's the worst four <laughs> yeah. names I could put together yeah. in the NFL as like, starters. That's like playing four on four pickup football, and those are the last four guys that would get picked oh, up. That's, that's like your first, like when you when you play uh, NFL Street. Yeah. When you start the game. Oh off. yeah, and they yeah. give you like sixty six overalls. Yeah. That, yeah. That's that. M- Mut players. <laughs> yeah, those are those four guys. They're <laughs> also three and nine, so they also another team that doesn't need to win at all no there's no incentive for them to win and right now with just not enough players on the field that are even talented enough to win if the saints want to stick around and play off intention they have to win it's like a it's a week to me where you know like you mentioned like if you need to win 
and you're playing against a team that has nothing to play for, if you don't win, then, that's like, fucking pathetic. Yeah, you know? like, Vikings-Lions. Yeah, ex- exactly. So th- this is the, a similar scenario where if the Saints want at all a chance at the playoffs this year, you have to beat the Jets. They're horrible. So um, we do expect it to go that way, but you know it's the beauty of the NFL. Any week, any random team can upset the other team. So the next game on the board is really fucking exciting to me, guys. The Cowboys are traveling to Washington to take on the football team, the surging, surging football team, trying to make a comeback in that division. They are in a playoffs spot now in the wild card they're six and six cowboys are eight and four dallas is favored by four and a half over under 48 washington wins this game they're one game back in that division god i'm such a big washington football team fan like if if the vikings don't make it which is a pretty good chance yeah i'm gonna be rooting my ass oh, off for, for sure washington bro football team there's something about heineke man oh, there's something dude. about that guy he, you gravitate you want to root for yeah, the guy because mm-hmm. he, he seems like an average joe yeah like, i can see myself being him yeah and like just like everybody nobody believes in you and like you just have to prove yourself and like he yep. just loves playing football yep. you just tell he just yep. fucking loves this game yep. This and, is this, uh, no. This is a tough game for me to kind of say who's going to win the football team or the Cowboys, just because you've seen the resurgence resurgence of the Washington football team's defense. Defense, mm-hmm. right? What was lacking? They the were f- nowhere to be seen. Exactly. And now, if you can stop uh, Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, which Amari Cooper is should be coming back. Yeah, he's healthy fully, now. Fully healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you can stop Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb and company, um, yeah, I don't know how you do that. Tall order. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be tough. You finally get a healthy Amari Cooper. Um, that's going to be tough. I mean, the, the one thing that worries me is is Heineke factor, right? The Cowboys are a very opportunistic defense, yeah. and I yeah. know there are times where Heineke yeah. just lacks the arm For strength sure. to make throws, For and sure. this just seems like a classic Trayvon Diggs, you know, reads, reads around pick six or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, that's my biggest fear here, but... The football team have proved that they belong. They belong on the field with the Cowboys, right? They, they belong in the same echelon. You can put them in the same name, uh, in the same grouping. So this is the prove-it week for the football team, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. If they can beat the Cowboys at home, all of a sudden, nobody wants to fuck with the football team. Yeah, it's crazy because it's not just a prove-it week. It's a prove-it month for them. They play their five remaining teams. All division, right? They're or all f- NFC yeah. East. What? Yeah. Like, I would love that. Yeah. Oh. Give me that. In our division, for yes. sure. Yeah, even in that division, actually. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. Giants, Giants twice. twice. Uh, Giants once. Phillies twice. Yeah. Like, Dallas twice. I'm not even really, like... No. You know, you might lose one of those. You yeah. might lose both of those. We can still... Yeah, but you can also be both. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And you know, like this is a this is a great situation to be in if you're the Washington football team. This is a very very like you can finally like maximize what you've what your identity has been this whole game. We can, we we'll, we'll get to figure out who the Washington football team are maybe this week. Yep. We'll finally get to see like okay, all of the all of the questions behind the defense, all of the questions behind the ball movement of Antonio Gibson. Right. All of that will be settled this week. I mean, it's going to be huge. You beat the Buccaneers, and you also beat the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. these are the two big names yeah. in the NFC, huge right? Names like in the NFC. Two out of the three big names. Yep. You're, you're in the map once yeah, you do that. For yeah, sure. I mean, it's... Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're they're just a they're just a like a ragtag group of like, guys yeah. that you just want to get behind yeah. and root I for. I love ragtag, and it starts with Taylor <laughs> Heineke. He just possesses that aura about him yeah. that you're like, man, I want to see this guy yeah. succeed because True. yeah, he gives it his all despite all of his physical lacking in in whatever physical abilities he has. He, he literally gives it with heart, and it's like anybody that watches football sees that. So and how yeah. do you not root for Ron Rivera? No, like, that yeah, dude, great fucking, coach. Yeah, cancer yeah. survivor yeah. and shit. Like he's got yeah. this whole spiel. Like yeah, great dude. And so you know, Heineke's not just like uh, emotionally helping the team. He's actually physically helping the team too. He has 110 passer rating during the four game win streak they've had, which is the third highest among all the quarterbacks in the NFL. So he's actually playing well. Yep, he's playing well. 
Um, and then don't forget Tony Pollard's injured, right? Yep. That's that's been the Cowboys Swiss Army knife. Yep. Like whenever there's something wrong, he's the one that returns X kick factor. for a touchdown. Yep. Whenever there's they need a big play, he's like that he's surge the one of energy. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't they might not have that. Yeah. So yeah. And then also Washington football team is two and zero against the Cowboys the last two mat matchups. Mm. And then most recent matchup they won forty one to sixteen with so Heineke. Though? With Heine well, uh, or is it Fitzy? This was in November of last year, so it could have been could've Heineke. Been yeah, it could have been. Could have yeah. been. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, what's the spread? Like, Cowboys about to kill them? Four and a half. Oh. Dallas, yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to be like eight. <laughs> no. But I do like Washington at home four and a half. I think yeah. divisional game. Oh, yeah. You're at home. You got the momentum. And you have a defense that the expectation coming in was they were going to be good. They sucked ass. Like, a lot of ass early on. And now, they're like back, back to where we thought they could be, right? And for the Cowboys, we know what their defense is. Like, they're flashy, but you can score on them. Yeah. You can move the ball on them. Yeah. So, um, I'd argue that Washington actually has a more complete defense, right? And so if they can continue to move the ball and it becomes a back and forth, yeah. I really, really yeah. like the football team's chances. This will be a fun game to watch. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. Um, again, for the Cowboys, you win this. You pretty much win the division or you solidify the division, I would think, at this point. Washington wins as all of a sudden that division is wide the fuck back open. So uh, going to be a big, big matchup there. Uh, a not-so-big matchup, but you know we don't want to shit on these teams because they are who they are. The Falcons are traveling to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Both teams coming in at 5-7. and seven. Carolina at home is favored by two and a half over under 41 and a half. Um, This is a weird one for me. Um, I don't know what to make of it. Obviously no CMC. And then it's cam again, where he's been so incredibly inconsistent. Then on the other side, you see weeks from the Falcons where like their offense looks like, Oh shit. All right. right, All right, Atlanta. And then there's weeks where like, okay, that's Atlanta. Atlanta. (laughs) But it's never like, a solid performance that you expect. Yeah. It's always like a random yeah. Cordero Patterson runs yeah. and random things. It's all yeah. random. Yeah. Right? You can't rely on random. Right. It's fun to watch random, but it's not, you can't rely on yeah. it. It's not consistent. Vers- versus the Panthers' defense has been very consistent. Like, they like they don't really get, like, destroyed, do they? Like, has there been games where they've been, like, murdered? There might have been, like, one um, I think I think there was a couple just from a points perspective, and that was because Cam put, like, had, like, three interceptions oh. and oh, put yeah, him in yeah. shitty situations. Like, Miami dropped 33 on them last week. Uh, Washington beat them 27-21. But before that, 10 points, uh, 24 points, 13 points. So, yeah, I mean, I think... I think for them, the week with Miami was because Cam was turning the ball over a shit ton in his own territory. But you're right; they're 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 still a really good defense. Like, I will take that defense. Hundred. If I could have that defense, yeah. Let's I would trade take that the defense. entire defenses. Yeah. <laughs> Did they do that in the NFL? <laughs> no, but you can do that on Madden. <laughs> take your entire team and trade it. So, the Falcons are have a terrible offense and a pretty poor defense. Mm-hmm. The Panthers have a pretty bad offense, mm-hmm. but they've got that defense. Yep. So, like, that's like the... That's the X-Factor. That's, that's the, the X-Factor. Right yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, we're, we're talking second-best defense still. Yeah. yeah. Second-best defense. Um, Carolina Panthers also did just uh, fire their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot what his... Joe Brady mm-hmm. was fired, and the one of Tom's the... Tom's dad? What's, oh, yeah, Tom's dad. <laughs> Can yeah. you imagine? Yeah, one of Nobody the reasons... knew this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. That's funny you said it's Tom's dad, because one of the reasons, uh, apparently, allegedly, that he was fired is because he... Uh, didn't want to run the, the ball as much, so maybe he's like trying to be like you know Tom. Look, look Tom passes yeah, the ball. Look at Tom; he throws it twenty yeah. times a quarter. Yeah. yeah. So and, and uh, apparently Cam Newton may have had something to do with that as well. Cam Newton, just well, Cam Newton runs, so yeah. you can't have an offensive <laughs> corner that doesn't want to run the ball. It's like, mm, I'm ahead. Yeah, I was like ah. Yeah. yeah. So that that team also, as far as offense goes, is kind of like I'm not really sure what to make of them. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah. Their new offensive coordinator may may change things around. Um. But um. You, it's like I know that the Falcons can win this game will they win this game i mean that's like the yeah. I guess the million dollar question and yeah. uh i'm i'm going to lean towards the panthers just because what's of that defense. The, what's the spread again two and a half carolina at home 
God damn. I don't know what to do. Field goal. I don't know what to do. I don't want to root for the Panthers just because it's going to be a boring game. Yeah. <laughs> but it, but if I root for the Falcons, that that means I'm expecting like big Cordero Patterson. Players. It's fun. It's right now the most fun player to watch in this matchup to me is Cordero Patterson, yeah, right? Yeah. And so you guys are right. I just think for two and a half points, is two and a half points worth your defense being substantially better than the other team's defense? And both your offenses kind of cancel each other out, right? right? To me, field goal victory at home with a stout defense, very, yeah. very capable. Big Chuba Day? Yeah, 30, big, big 30, Chuba Day against points? me. Big Chuba points? Day. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get knocked out this week. I, I, I already kind of foresee the inevitability. Yeah. Uh, the minute K.J. Osborne caught a 62-yard touchdown pass, I was like, Jesus. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think Carolina should win this game at home, but this is the exactly the type of game the Falcons five wins have right. been against like pretty shitty teams right so this would be a game where we're like oh okay all of a sudden cordero patterson rus- rushes for a touchdown receives a touchdown and you know maybe they have a defensive touchdown or something yeah. so um nonetheless we know we got panthers fans that listen to so uh best of luck to you guys <laughs> <laughs> the seahawks are the next game on the board they have a winnable matchup here in houston against the texans who are two and ten seahawks come in at four and eight still trying to believe that they have a playoff spot Hopefully, uh, they're going to have to run the table. We've seen Russell Wilson. Uh, he's definitely not the Russell Wilson of old, but you just like to believe that week by week he's incrementally slowly gotten better. Yeah. Because there are flashes, right? He makes great throws at times, yeah. and then he he makes one throw, and you have to send a text like, never mind, not back. So Yeah, uh, if he loses this game, uh, I – End the season. Yeah. Let him rest. Yeah. He, and, and his isn't his contract up at the, after the end of yeah, this year? Yeah. Right. So, and there were some teams that he could go to, right? Yeah, three teams. Right. Three teams. Denver. Saints oh, and the Giants, so he could go to he want those are the teams he wants. He has a no trade clause, but he's willing to for forego that no trade clause if he can go to those three teams. So how long is he under contract? I'll, I'll look while he is. Um, but yeah, so here's a fun fact about Russell Wilson is yep. he does not lose to bad teams. So that's just a, that's a given. So uh, he does lose sometimes, but he's forty three and five in his career against teams that have lost ten or more games that season. Houston's two and ten right now. Like Russell Wilson is the. The definition of not not losing against shitty teams. So I'm expecting the Seahawks to win this game. Um, and the and the Texans are averaging 13 points per game this season. Uh, you don't think Russell Wilson can put up 13 points? Like, Yeah, he should be able to. They're averaging 13 points and 254 uh, yards per game, which is dead last. Total? That's the, horrible. Yeah, 244 <laughs> God, that's bad. yards God. in the whole game. And you have no Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> You've got Davis so Mills. <laughs> yeah, we talked about Rex the Jaguars Burkhead. earlier, and I, I, I'm, the Texans. Is they're worse. worse. They're definitely worse. It's worse. Yeah, that's they're so definitely sad. Worse. Yeah, we talked about Laquan Treadwell as the number one receiver for a team, and there's actually another team out there that's worse than that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Rex Burkhead, <laughs> bro, bad, one yard per carry, so, uh, one point seven or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the Seahawks should be able to come back and and uh, score some points against this terrible defense yeah. and. Uh, no, Seahawks all the way. I need to pick them as my survivor pick. Yeah, they were another one I was looking at. That's Yeah, yeah. it's another good one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to save the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving the Packers. You're saving the Packers? Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll jump into the survivors next. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Seahawks, again, it's another matchup where the Texans are playing for nothing. And even though the Seahawks have very, very sliver of hope, they still have hope. Yeah. So And they still have Russell Wilson. So like they're still going to continue to fight. Yeah. Um, it's they're, a good They're hoping that a 9-8 and eight season can yeah. get them to the playoffs. Which, again, seven spots now. You have three wild card spots. I definitely think 9-8 and eight can get you in there. Right. There's a lot of, like, the Vikings are still alive, and they're 6-7, and seven, right? So seven losses are, are is still in the playoffs. So there's no reason eight possibly couldn't be. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to run the table. Good opportunity to do that against the Texans here. Um, eight and a half point favorites on the road over under 40 and a half there. So uh, I don't know about the cover or spread, but. Yeah. yeah, if the Seahawks can't beat the Texans, then shit, what, what's the rest of your season look like yeah. at that point? 
Um, so should be interesting. The Broncos are the next game on the board. They are going to host the one, the win streak Lions. They have a one-game win streak coming in at 110-1. and one. The Broncos are 6-6, six and six, still clawing for a playoff spot. They are favored by 10 points at home here, over under 42. Um, are the Lions going to win back-to-back games? No. <laughs> yeah. they, they are not. Oh, I, I don't man. think they are. I mean, look. The Broncos, what do they like to do? They run like to the run ball. the ball. And they've got this guy, Javante Williams, who is who's a beast, man. And and uh, he had over 100 uh, rushing yards last last game. The Detroit Lions are a terrible uh, run defense team. Um, and so the, the script is very simple. Just give the ball to Javante Williams. Teddy, just do like what you need to do, some play action, yeah. uh, you know, 20 to 30 uh, attempts. And uh, that, that should be the recipe to beat the Lions. The Lions are a beatable team. Um, they're 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 basically like D two or D three in all of the NFL. Yeah. God, they're they're the worst bad team I've ever seen though. Like, <laughs> they're they're very much in a lot of these games. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I would not be surprised if the Lions won this game. I, there's a lot of things pointing towards the Broncos winning, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what has Teddy Bridgewater shown you? Like, what, there there's not there's I have no information that I can be like it's gonna be forty to three game. You know, like I can't emphatically say the Browns are gonna whoop the Lions' ass. But the Lions are missing two of their best players, or their running backs, right? And Hawkinson's injured. Yeah. So that is enough information for me to be like, okay, Lions, nice try, but this is not happening this week. Um, yeah. It, it was it was a nice little moment though. Teddy Bridgewater is beatable, but yeah. you know that's not, true. It's not, not you're not you're not going up against Teddy Bridgewater looking like this is a lost cause week for us, right? Right. He definitely presents an opportunity to win. But the Broncos have been weird this year. I mean, they're not scoring a ton of points, but their defense is also not giving up a bunch of points. I mean, you look at their you know their last five games. They have three wins against the Chargers at home, twenty eight thirteen. At Dallas, thirty to sixteen. Yeah. At home against the football team who are surging now, seventeen yeah. to ten. Right. Yeah. Their only losses were against Kansas City last week, and they did lose to Philadelphia at home. But um, I feel like they're a team that never kind of falls flat, at least this year, because they have a defense, because they can run the ball. I don't see them falling flat. I feel like Detroit kind of got its glory winning last week. I mean, it was like they were at such a high, and now they're traveling to mile high, already a tough place to play. (laughs) And at this point, like they got the monkey off their back of going winless, and there's really no reason for them to win more games. Yeah. What's the spread again? What's the spread? Ten. Same. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's going to be less than that. Yeah, I mean, Detroit's played in a lot of close games. So yeah. if you're a betting man, plus 10 seems yeah. very, very attractive. Do yeah. you guys know who Ryan McCollum is? McCollum? McCollum? Yeah. McCollum. No. He is a third string center for the Lions. Why are you bringing that up? Because he's starting. All right. Yeah, so ten, <laughs> minus, ten, minus 10 Denver, lock it in. <laughs> Third yeah, yeah. I mean, center, third no string center. Backs. No two first two running backs are hurt. Your star tight end is hurt. Like I mean, and you got Jared, <laughs> Jared Goff, Goff as your quarterback. Yeah. Yikes! So it's gonna be very all tough of a sudden. I really, really like you starting that third running back because that's all they have. He's gonna get like fifteen catches. Yeah, he's gonna get eight targets or at least eight catches. That's yeah, a lot. That's, that's a lot of catches. Yeah, and PPR. That's four points. Godwin Igwubuk. Igwubuk. Yeah, I'm not yeah, trusting you. I don't think that's I'm right. Not trusting but yeah, you. you know, that's fine. <laughs> we'll roll with that. Um, Den- Denver should take care of business at home. Again, it's another classic matchup this week. We're seeing a lot of those on the board. One team still has a lot to play for. One team literally has nothing to play for besides pride. So Denver, if they, they can go seven and six after this, you know, like for all the ups and downs that Denver, the Denver Broncos yeah. have been this year, yeah. they'll be one game above 500 yep. in, in a in a playoff contention this is what, spot. This is what it's like the 49ers yeah. of the AFC. Like this is what a good defense and strong running offense does for you. Yeah, I, I expect Denver to take care of business at home. The 
Lions had their one win. I think they're going to go, you know, more than likely maybe one fifteen and one the rest of the way. So uh, we'll see. An- another big matchup on the board that's a little bit lopsided is you have the Chargers at home this week, seven and five. They are taking on the Giants, who come into town decimated as always. It's been the story of their season. They're four and eight. Chargers are favored by ten points at home, over under forty three. Shoshot, you already gave us the rundown of everybody on the Giants that's yeah. hurt. Uh, we talked about Keenan Allen with the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. I think he's out at this point, right? Yeah, he's done. Uh, yeah, Mike playing. Williams, they did say will play. So he needs to play. Yeah, like, if they, if he doesn't play, the Giants could win this yeah, game. Yeah, I, 100%. I, literally, up until we started recording, I was about to ask you guys, do I start uh, Taysom Hill this week <laughs> against the Jets? Um, or do you, I start Justin Herbert if he has no receivers and only Eckler? You were gonna, you're going to hate yourself if Justin Herbert throws up 30 points with these like backup wins. <sighs> you're right. And it's Guyton. Like, he's not bad. He's, Guyton's good, man. I kind of yeah. like Guyton. Yeah, he stretches the field. Yeah. Like, I, I like Guyton. But yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Game time decision? Yeah. Uh, are, you, are you really thinking you're not going to start Herbert? There's a chance? I don't know, man. You got to be the ones. And after I'm already gotten 16 points from a guy that, like, for the majority of the game wasn't doing well. So I was like, okay, this is going to give me a chance. It just kind of made me rethink everything. Damn. You got to be the ones canceled out. Though. You got to be the ones. Yeah, exactly. Now you got to do another. You got to yeah. be the ones so to, to cancel out that so one. So I have to basically bench, like, Mike Evans and Justin Herbert this week or something. <laughs> then you just take the, just take the championship. Take the, take the L. Yeah, it's yeah. really hard for me to not start Herbert. Uh, Dude, he's a number two fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. After all the ups and downs. For him, like, that, that's that's like a deceiving thing, right? Because yeah, I've seen him on a week-to-week basis. Yeah. Right. And fantasy is week-to-week, so you need guys that can win every week for you. Like, yeah, Herbert, I'll win every week that Herbert drops 35 or 40 points, yeah. but I'll also lose a lot of yeah, weeks because Herbert up gives until, me 11. Up until two weeks ago, he had more 15 or lower point games yep. than Higher. more than 15. Yep. So like like you said, can you bank on that? Yeah, It's know. tough. Last week, it's going to make a break, make a break decision. So yeah. yeah, it is against the Giants. Oh, so the Giants are actually may not play Mike Glennon. Mm-hmm. They might play uh, Jake from State Farm. Jake from? Jake from. Ooh, dude, he was on a, what was that show? What's that Netflix show that he was on? QB1 or something? Uh, he was. Did you guys have you guys seen that? No. Where they follow like a lot of uh, college quarterbacks. Uh, there's there's some guys that have been on that like Tate Martell, but Jake mm. Fromm was one of the guys on that. Like they was followed it his, Beyond the Lights. Yes, Beyond yeah. the Lights. So like they basically followed him from his senior year in high school and all that shit. So uh, I I've got a pretty good kind of background on he, Jake Fromm. He was uh, on the Bills practice squad, got dropped, and then they just picked him up like not too long ago. Yeah, and I liked him in college. Okay. I liked him at Georgia. Yeah, I wanted to draft yeah, him. Same. I remember wanting to draft same. Fromm. I was like, yeah, we'll take him in a mid round and let him kind of study under Kirk and shit, but. Um, that's interesting. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because I took the chart. I'm going to take the chargers. Um, I felt a lot better when he told me all the injuries, but I almost think Fromm is more of a wild card and gives him a chance to win versus Mike Glennon. Cause Mike Glennon is Mike Glennon. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. It's like the, I don't know. Just yeah. not it's knowing. The, it's the unknown factor, yeah. right? We already know what we're going to get from Glennon. Yeah. What if Fromm comes out and balls out? Like yeah. Heineke did when you Exactly. Yeah, you two. get your opportunity. Yeah, if, you fucking if, if they want to win, he has to ball out because no Giants <laughs> running back or wide receiver has scored a touchdown in the last five games. <laughs> God, that's so sad. Yeah. Come, Come on, on, Saquon. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Give the ball to Saquon. Well, so they did oh, get. That's a good. I mean, you bring up that good point. Chargers run defense is awful. Yeah. So this could be the game that yeah. Saquon has. The, the whole thing about getting rid of. Uh, their offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett, just Jason Garrett uh, was to kind Poor of because the offense was in shambles. Yeah, and man. then you come in again next week and you only score like what thirteen. <laughs> and they points, did worse. And they, yeah. they did worse the next yeah. two games. <laughs> so I, you know, it, these decisions that the the team makes, uh, and it's so easy to blame someone. Yeah, hundred um, percent. But it's 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 more than that. It's the personnel not even having quarterbacks, not having running backs, guys getting hurt, um, and so. But you know, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm I'm. 
I'm going to say the Chargers win this game. Um, but, yeah, there's an uncertainty yeah. factor with Jake Fromm, Dude, so there, we'll see. There is just way too much offensive firepower the Chargers have, and there's way too much uncertainty in the Giants. Mm. Their top three wide receivers are hurt. They, don't even, they haven't scored a touchdown in the last five games in those positions. Fromm is going to have to play the greatest – rookie quarterback performance of all time like yeah. he needs to but play. the chargers defense is bad like yeah it is you can right. learn on them yeah the chargers defense is so bad the chargers have allowed 20 or more points in eight straight games which is the longest active streak in the nfl yeah. so if, if, if nobody's wants to play a dif- defense right now yeah you want to play the chargers yeah so i mean yeah th- those are the couple of things that are kind of making me doubt things for the chargers but again another matchup if the chargers want to get to eight and five and actually contend yeah. in the playoffs you got to beat the team uh, teams like the giants who are yeah. four and eight and they're not they're not a four and eight typical giants team they're literally starting a third string quarterback your three of your starting receivers are hurt like they have nobody yeah good they luck. have nobody so luck, uh chargers please take care of business we want to see good football next game great matchup here i'm really excited about this one the 49ers are traveling to cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals coming in at seven and five obviously we know the uh the situation with joe burrow and the pinky 49ers here six and six uh debo samuel going to be kind of a game time decision eliza mitchell's out um so you know, big spot for both teams because the Bengals had that big matchup last week where the Chargers kind of throttled them. They're now 7-5, and five, you know, on the cusp of losing a couple and all of a sudden maybe losing that confidence and getting out of the playoffs. 49ers 6-6 six and six, still clawing into that wild card spot. So uh, 49ers on the road actually favored by 1.5 over under 49. What do you guys think? I don't know, man. I, I, I never go for the Bengals because I, like, I, I sense their, like, weakness. Yeah, it's, same. It's, it's radiates very much, but... The 49ers can't stop nobody on the passing game. Yeah. The 49ers, they just, they, a lot of penalties. The 49ers have 298 defensive pass interference yards Jeez. allowed, 464 total defensive penalty yards, both most in the NFL. They're just crawling to stop receivers, and this is not the team you want to play when you want to, like, stop receivers going yeah. deep. So I expect a huge game from the Bengals' passing attack. Uh, yeah, Joe Mixon's a little bobbled, hobbled, whatever you want to call it. Um, but this is not going to be a game that Garoppolo can just hand off and throw like third down, 15-yard passes. We're going to have to see some offense from the 49ers that doesn't include running the ball. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be one of those games where it's not going to be a normal game for the 49ers, and the Bengals are going to air it out. Yeah, I think that uh, if Debo Samuel plays, then I will be a lot a lot more, more confident, confident. Yeah. that they are going to beat the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow has 14 interceptions, um, that leads which the league, leads right? the league in the NFL with the, mm-hmm. with, the with that many interceptions. Um, and uh, I, I just I feel like both teams have so much to prove. But from a, uh, a w- what team is actually better and has a personnel to win? For me, I truly believe that's the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they've got you know. Elijah Mitchell's not playing, but Jeff Wilson and uh, George Kittle, um, you know, Brandon Ayuk, these guys are guys that can get you the touchdowns. If Garoppolo has a just a, a, a decent enough game and then they can get that running game established and uh, the defense steps up, like kind of, like the way they did sort of, sort of the uh, second half of that Seahawks game where they allowed they were uh, able to kind of keep themselves in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, they, that's the kind of performance they need to have in order for them to, to beat yeah. the Bengals. Everything you just said outside of Kittle, I think favors the Bengals, I, like in my opinion. I feel like Mixon's a better running back. All three of those receivers are better than Brandon Ayuk, I mm-hmm. think. And um, But yeah, Kittle's definitely the X factor here. Kittle, right. Like the Kittle and Debo Samuel combo is a combo no other team has. Right, maybe the maybe the Chiefs, Chiefs but right. but Tyreek Hill can't run the ball like that. He can't take that much damage. Right, right. Debo Samuel is a different breed, so that makes them so unique. And then they, that way they can just like enforce the run so hard 
my only concern, like I mentioned earlier, is the Bengals going to air it out and the 49ers are just so bad at stopping the passing game. Um, that's it. That's the only route, though. Yeah. That's the only way the Bengals can win this game is aggressive passing attack, and Burrow does do that. That's why he gets so many picks, just aggressive passing attack. And I'm actually excited to see if the 49ers can handle that because they've been ha- on this crazy upsurge, just destroying people on their path. Let's see if they can keep up with a high-powered passing attack. Yeah, it's it's it could be a coin toss. I mean, this look at the spread. It's yeah, one, one and, and a half, half, right? Um, at the Bengals too. So I mean, it can, go, it can go both ways. Yeah, it's an intriguing matchup. Both teams need to win, and so uh, I th- I think this will be a close one. Again, two team two teams that are different in how they expose you from an offensive standpoint, right? Bengals love to air it out. I know they use Joe Mixon, but you think of them as like a Joe Burrow yeah, three-headed yeah, receiver. For sure. And then you have the 49ers that'll just plug anybody at running back and run. I like the over in this game. What do you think about that, 49? 49 does seem kind of low. Uh, it is weird that it's 49ers and it's at 49. Just some weird shit right going <laughs> on right there. But I, you're right. I do like, I mean, the Bengals, we know, can't stop anybody really, right? They struggle to stop teams. And yeah. we also know that they can score. So um, you're right. I kind of like the over. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind that. Let's think about that one. Uh, next game on the board might be the marquee matchup. There's a lot this week. The Bills are traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Bills are flirting, flirting with a little bit of fake news now. They're yeah. seven and five, lose to the Buccaneers who are nine and three, and they'll be seven and six after you yeah. know early season One Super game Bowl away favorites. From Vikings yeah. record. Yeah, dude. are you fucking kidding? Isn't me right that now? wild? I mean, Tampa Bay at home favored by three and a half, over under fifty four, biggest one on the board this week. Um, yeah, I mean, shit. The Bills need a win. Yeah, they they need to they need to get it together. They need to find an identity. I feel like I feel like Allen is just so flustered and confused. He I feel like there was a pattern, and then now that pattern does not exist. Yeah, they they can't they don't run the ball effectively. They lost their star shutdown corner Tredavious White, so that sort of shifts the entire dynamic of that defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, we're just seeing a lot of vulnerability there, right? You know, you. you the, the problem with them is exactly that. If their defense starts to be a little bit more vulnerable, which, again, if we see their matchups, like their good defensive performances have been against really, really bad teams. Yeah. And so now losing Tredavious White, right, they don't run the ball, which means they don't have long drives that you know to sustain milk clock mm-hmm. and keep Tom Brady off the field. This is a recipe for disaster if I'm Buffalo. Like I, I just, game script-wise, if they're going to come in here and kind of do what they always do which and, and do what kind of Tom Brady did last week and, and have like a, you know, I'm going to try to throw it as more, more times than you, Tom Brady. Yeah. That's not going to work. I'm no. sorry. That's not going to work. You know, it's crazy because one week you play Bill Belichick. Yeah. And then next week you play Tom Brady, God, who's had his numbers against the Bills when he was with the Patriots. Uh, 32 and 3 and 35 starts. That's yeah. wild. Against the yeah. Buffalo Bills. That's ownage. That, that's like just. Yeah, that, that's Bend the most over. wins by any quarterback versus any opponent yeah, ever. Makes wow, that makes sense. Yeah. Thirty-two and three is unreal. Yeah. yeah. So I, I just think that uh, the Bills are in a terrible spot here, uh, coming from a, a, you know, just a atrocious loss in the Shitty snow situation against yeah. the uh, Patriots, and now you're playing against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's going to be a very tough, tough uh, environment. They can't establish the run game because they have Zach Moss and Singletary. Yeah. Who, Brita. Who, who's got and, and Brita? And who, who, do no, you really they have? average 18 yards per game. Yeah. <laughs> that running back yeah. crew together. Trio. <laughs> 18 yards a game. How, how are you going to help out your quarterback you're if you're, you're not. Not. you can't get the you're running not. ball That's going. why you just smash the over and yeah. call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. 54? That's a lot. That is yeah. a lot, but. I mean, you're you're right. It's it's a big number, but it's just a really really bad matchup for the Buffalo. Like I I, I don't know. I, I'm really worried about what they're going to do with Tom Brady when Tom Brady comes out and you know throws the ball like 40 times or 50 right. times. Or not only that, but 
right now they're you Tom Brady is taking what the defense gives them, right? So even if Buffalo tries to adjust without with not having Tredavious White, they're uh-huh. like, all right, we're gonna play a bend don't break defense. Yeah. That doesn't work against Tom Brady. No, no. He'll throw it to Fournette sixty times. Dude, Bill's defense is not as good as it seems. No. They played against a lot of bad yes. teams. Mm-hmm. Like their they best a, performances are all yeah, horrible they're teams. All, the, yeah. the worst Miami teams Dolphins. Yes. Yeah. So the defense is definitely fake news. Yeah. We've seen what the running run game. Fournette's going to just tear this field apart. Yeah. And by the way, Tom Brady hasn't lost to the Bills since 2014. So yeah. like, you know, yeah. this yeah. Let's let's see if he's uh, got, he's got the recipe to win. He I mean, he's probably going to relay that to yeah. you know, the everyone Bruce yeah. Arians and, and yeah. they're just going to follow that. If they want to run the ball, they can run the yeah. ball. If they want to pass the ball, yeah. what do they want to do? It's like, Bruce, I'm 32 and 3 against this team. I don't think you need a game script. Just let me yeah. fucking yeah. run. Just go the sit game. down. Let yeah. me run the show here, Bruce. So, I mean, yeah, it's one of those like matchups. Like Tom Brady owns the Bills like and the Bills situationally are in a tough spot. Like nothing leads me to believe the Bills win. Yeah. But but what I will say on the Bills side is if they can win this game, they're they're back in yeah, you know conversation, content, conversation yeah. right? Uh, but seven and six, only beating bad teams, losing to good teams, it's not going to be a good spot for Buffalo to be in, uh, especially with all the expectations coming into the season. So uh, should be a great matchup there. That takes us into Sunday night, guys. We have another divisional matchup here. Chicago Bears are traveling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Packers nine and three, comfortably ahead in that NFC North. Bears at four and eight. Packers are favored by twelve and a half points at home. Over under forty three. Fields is back. Yeah. Allen Robinson is back. David Montgomery looks good. Are, are, is They're going to lose Green by Bay, fifteen. I was going to say, is, you, you think so? <laughs> no, I, it's like, no, is no. Green Bay getting a little too much respect no, at no, twelve no. and a half no, in a I, divisional game? I think it's so high because they can't establish a quarterback. Like how you gonna, there's no momentum here. You yeah. get one guy does a little bit okay, he does bad. You get a new guy does okay, gets injured. We bring back the same guy, he gets <laughs> injured. Bring back the old guy. Yeah. Like there is, it's a carousel of shit. Yeah. Just shitty carousel. Like there's no, you can't be, you can't trust your quarterback. Yeah. You can't trust anybody that plays because there's no consistency. What are you gonna? What 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 is the game plan? How are you gonna beat them? Throw it out with Fields? No. Yeah. The the you know, Aaron Rodgers has. The Bears number. He even called them. He owns. Yeah, yeah. he owns own the you. Bears. He's like, I own you. Twenty-one five and one to zero in the postseason. Oh, um, and the Packers are just twenty-two the, uh, five now. Twenty-one. Say that again. Tw- it's twenty-two and five. Twenty-two and five now because of the last yeah. uh, game. Okay, mm-hmm. so twenty-two and five uh, against the Bears, and uh, you know they're just a more complete team. They can do it with Aaron Rodgers on the offense and uh, AJ Dillon, uh, Devonte Adams and then their defense is also top 10 in the NFL. So, yeah. um the, the the issue with the Bears is trying to get their offense t- established in their offense, getting things going and they just are not able to do that either with A Andy Dalton or Justin Fields. Um and Justin Fields hasn't been on the field since what the Steelers game uh yeah. four four five weeks ago. Yeah. Uh so it's Change gonna be named Justin Sidelines. <laughs> oh wow, that's good. Um <laughs> that was so. dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Sidelines. Uh, uh, real quick, the Bears. I, I know they've lost like what, four five six straight games, something like that? Yeah, six? Bad. Six. Something bad. Um they've outgained yardage wise the opponents in four straight games now. So that they're moving the ball. Okay. Maybe a lot of that's garbage time. I don't yeah. know. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, you know, a sliver of hope, you know, uh, I guess silver lining. The last time they played 24-14 in Chicago, right? The, the Packers won. Uh, the Packers did a good job of running the ball. But 
The Bears also ran the ball really well. The, Montgomery was hurt, so it was the, one of the weeks where Herbert, Herbert started. 19 for 97 and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Fields had 174 yards and a touchdown. Did throw a pick, though, but it was nonetheless, it wasn't, you know, it was a 10-point game, right? And what did we say the spread is? 12 and a half. So uh, a lot of times the second time teams play, usually I feel like it's a little bit tighter. I mean, mm. who knows? Yeah. Uh, but, be, but Chicago is always, like the, the Chicago-Green Bay matchup dynamic, I feel like is always a little bit closer. So 12 and a half seems very, very yeah. high in a divisional game to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I lean Chicago 12 and a half. But we also know that Justin Fields could literally get sacked seven times right. through four picks. And, and Aaron Rodgers could put up 41 points. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Primetime games just have been a little bit on a um, – like it's yeah. been pretty close. Yeah, it's been closer, mostly low scoring. I mean, there's been some outbursts, but mostly low scoring. So I don't know. For over under 43, 12 and a half, uh, I probably won't bet on this game, but Bears 12 and a half is a lot of points. That is a lot of points. Um, that's a lot of points, but that's Sunday night. Let's take it to Monday night, which again, this week is going to end with a bang guys. The Rams, another divisional game at Arizona against the Cardinals. Rams are eight and four Cardinals, 10 and two sitting pretty atop the NFC Cardinals at home favored by two and a half points over under 51. Uh, all the big boys are back for both teams for the most part. So it's going to be kind of healthy team against healthy team. Uh, I think the last time they already played one time, right? Didn't the Cardinals kind of destroy the Rams last time they played or have they not played yet? Am I just dreaming that? Um, I don't know what something knows. tells me that they already played unless I'm wrong for some reason I thought they've already played each other this year one time was it week three I mean they're in the same conference right yeah yeah sorry yeah it was yeah. week four or and it was same. Arizona won 37 to 20 that's yeah. okay so it was a very same very division. convincing victory for Arizona Matthew Stafford had thrown an interception they weren't able to run the ball very well Edmonds was still healthy then um, and they had kind of spread the ball to everybody so uh the Cardinals have already proven that they can beat the Rams on the road in L.A. Now they're at home. They're 10-2. and two, They're rolling. Their guys are healthy. Kyler Murray's got some really, really decent rest from the injury in the bye week, and now he's back and healthy. You got Hopkins. Uh, Edmonds is off the IR. So, um, again, team coming together at the right time. They've already exposed the Rams once this year. How do the Rams actually beat a good team here? I mean, they've only had one big – the one victory this year um, – against teams that are, I think, above 500. Yeah, so. yeah it was Colts and the uh, Buccaneers, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, so the Rams are very predictable. If they allow less than 24 points, they're 8-0. If they allow more than 24 points, they've lost all those games. <laughs> or, yeah, all, those, mm-hmm. all four of Magic games. number, 24. 24. So Cardinals are going to score less than 24? Nah. I don't think so. I don't At think home. So. And um, another thing is, like, you know, I shit on Stafford all the time because I've seen him play at the Lions. Uh, but this isn't helping his case. This late into the into the season – Matthew Stafford is five and sixty-two in his career, including the playoffs against teams that have won ten or more games that year. So, like five and sixty-two is a huge, huge. That's that's an eye opener. Yeah, it's like that literally means you can't beat any good teams. Yep. So, but then again, I mean, this is a whole new season for Stafford. I mean, he's got everything you need. The best team he's ever had. Right. Uh, we don't know the running back situation yet, but that shouldn't really matter. Sony Michelle can easily fit in and do whatever Daryl Holderson can do. Um, but I'm excited to see what – let's see. I want to see some OBJ action. Yeah. I want to see Cooper Cup's mm-hmm. toe. Yep. I want to see all this stuff happen because right now, like Packers-Cardinals are the two best teams in the league probably, right? right? Bucks. Ma- maybe the Bucks. Yeah. They, they have some weird yeah. games, but – Cardinals have not had like a bad game. No. You know, like they're, they're, they're kind of just killing it out yeah. there. We played the best, best against the Cardinals. We did. We did. We played the best against a lot of teams. A lot of, every team. Every single team. But anyways, that's a different conversation. Yeah. The Rams, I feel like this is like a, a big moral question. Like, are you really 
fake are you fake news yeah. or are you not yeah. right if you can't beat teams that are um like playoff contenders you're just gonna go in the playoffs and then and lose, lose. Yeah. yeah it's like it's first a, round bounce i don't care how well you did in the regular season the rams can go 13 and 4 right and then you get bounced in the playoffs because you're actually playing a decent team exactly so this is one of those like i, I don't want to say must win but for like a moral victory oh, like we can actually do this like we can move on from uh the first yeah. round of the playoffs maybe when we get there um they, they need this win cardinals have just been playing lights out man the cardinals have so much they they, they had what four interceptions against the bears um uh, and like what four weeks ago so they, yeah. have a, they have a solid defense as well um it's gonna be a very it's, it's gonna be interesting matchup but rams what you mentioned what they need to do to be able to be successful and it's going back to the basics mm-hmm. run the ball uh, I'm not sure if Sony Michelle or Daryl Henderson is playing. Daryl Henderson's Did- questionable at the moment. Okay, uh, but you know, use your running backs and then use kind of complement that with Matthew Stafford, like some of these other teams are doing. I'm. It's crazy because like we talk about how pass heavy that the NFL is, and but the teams that are being successful are the teams that are running the ball well. And that's yeah, you just you just have to have a balance, right? I yeah. mean, I, I we we as Vikings fans see how you can run the ball too much and it sucks. And then there's teams that throw the ball too much, like the Bills, and have no running game. Right. So you just can't be on a polar opposite end of the spectrum, right? Like have a balanced attack. Like you said, e- even if like it doesn't matter what's complementing what, but when you're playing complementary football, it doesn't matter if the run's complementing the pass or the pass is complementing the run. So you're absolutely right. They're gonna have to run the ball. They're gonna have to keep the Cardinals on edge and like. That's when Matthew Stafford's going to have to have a lot of play action and deep passes, and, and we're going to have to see you know them put up points because, like you said, the Cardinals are not going to not score. That's not going to happen. Right. And, 24. And the Rams, like you again, we t- we already know this, but it, you see it on paper, and it's still like, dude, the Rams are borderline fake news. I mean, they're victories. The Jaguars, the ti- the Texans, the Lions, the Giants, the the Seahawks without Russell Wilson. The Chicago Bears, their only good wins against the Colts early in the season by three when the Colts were fake news then, yeah. right? They hadn't even figured out their ident- identity. And the Tampa Bay Bucks in week three by 10 when even last year in week three, the Bucks laid a dud and like Tom Brady was still figuring shit out. So he could have given zero fucks. So mm-hmm. the Rams have not won a meaningful game yet this season. So this has to be, for them, it should be a must win because you drop to eight and five, you're three games back in the division against the Cardinals. The Rams, like you said, are literally setting themselves up for a first round exit. Yep. So run uh, the ball. Yeah. Run the ball, play complimentary football, and Matthew Stafford needs to protect that football. Yep. So, uh, again, a lot of fucking good matchups on the board this week. I'm very excited for this weekend of football. Uh, sucks we're going to be at a wedding on Sunday, even though the wedding itself doesn't suck. Shout out to Samita. But, um, you know, it sucks that we're going to miss a lot of great matchups. Uh, Dude, good thing well, I got well, Red Zone on my phone. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to bring my iPad. Yeah. I'll put it under my uh, – all that Indian stuff we have to wear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, well, Sunday suits. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I can hide it even better. Yeah. Just everybody bring like a backup phone. If you have it, then we have like an <laughs> array of phones. Yeah. And then we just get it, get it, get it, it going. Like we'll get plan. it done. We got a yeah. fucking football podcast. There ain't no way we're missing football. No way. No. Um, but yeah, that's the matchups, guys. Let's end the episode with our survivor picks. This week, Shashot, you are kicking us off. You are 10 and 3. Lead the way. Who are yeah, you taking? Yeah, so if I get this wrong, I don't get to I have no chance of winning, right? This is like my make or so break. So 14, pick. 15, 16, 17. There's 5 weeks left. So let's say you get this wrong. I guess I No, can, you can still I can miss. It. Yeah, you can still yeah. Yep. Okay. Um in that case, I'll go with the Seahawks as my pick. Um not the strongest of picks, but it is against the Titans or sorry, the Texans. I can't think of another team to go against. So Seahawks, I feel like Russell Wilson should be able to beat bad teams. I gave that stat earlier. 
this should be a lock. Yeah, I like this matchup a lot. No, I don't think any of us had picked the Seahawks, so I saw this one on the board early. Um, and yeah, the Texans have nobody. They're starting Davis Mills again. Rex Bur- Davis Mills and Rex Burkhead? Like, yeah. yeah, it's a great pick. You gotta like your chances there. Um, so I'm next. My, my pick is going to be um, the Denver Broncos. Uh, they are playing the Detroit Lions. Um, and that, that should be a game that they uh, should win the ball uh, with Javante Williams able to run the ball. Uh, I just don't think that the Detroit Lions show up. They showed up last week against the Vikings, and now they're done. I mean, Dan Campbell's not going to lose his job. <laughs> he got you his know? one win. He, he one doesn't win. have to cry anymore. Exactly. So I think that they should just take a seat back and then um, just, you know, just lose I, out all the I games. I pray the Lions win. You Just, pray, dude. Imagine being the only team to lose to the Lions. Yeah, like we need some help. As here. a Vikings fan, you want to see yeah. the Lions rack up a little more wins because <laughs> yeah. you don't look we, back on the season and be like, here. "Remember the year the Lions won one game? Who they beat again? The Vikings. Remember the year the Panthers won one game? Who they beat again? The, the Vikings. Vikings. So is that uh, a true story? Yeah, yeah 100%. Oh, first no. game of the season. Yeah, I remember. I, I told the story. I can't remember what, how many episodes ago, but last episode, first game of the season, opening kickoff. Uh, the yeah. Panthers took it back for a touchdown. Literally, and it was Steve Smith. It was back when Steve Smith still played on the Panthers, return kicks, took the kickoff for a touchdown, and then um, they won that game, didn't win a single game the rest of the year. So, yeah. uh, that's just Thank God that was the first game. Yeah, exactly. That was the last game. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah, th- those are the games. So, you're taking the Broncos. You got Seattle. I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers at home. They're taking on the Giants. Giants are fucking decimated. We don't even know who's starting at quarterback. Jake from State Fromm uh, is going to start. So, uh, I mean, unless he pulls a rabbit out of his ass, the Chargers at home should win. Um, I'm just trying to chase a perfect season at this point. I really, really – I'm close, and so I, like, I'm trying really hard not to fuck this up. So 13-0, and Chargers looking to make it 14-0. and um, Chauvet, I think if you lose this week, you are technically eliminated. Yeah, because yeah. I've already already have five, five losses. Yeah, you have five losses. So yep. the best you can do at this point uh, is tie, tie with me, but he can still take over because he only has three losses. So, yeah, uh, it's been a good year of Survivor picks. Again, so Broncos, Eagles, Chargers. That's Broncos, the episode. Broncos, Seahawks, Chargers. Sorry, what, the, what did I say? Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Seahawks, Broncos, <laughs> Chargers. My bad. That's the episode. Do you guys have anything last minute, any last minute crazy Minnesota stories, anything else we didn't talk about? I think that was it, man. Shout out to Minnesota fans. Uh, shout out to, you know, just Minnesota vibe in general. That was Oh, another was awesome. thing. At the airport, when you wait for the Uber, <laughs> the cars come left to right, right? <laughs> you, you're taught to look left before you walk. Yes. Yeah, because the cars come in this direction. Yeah, it goes this right? way, right? Yeah. It's not like that. That wasn't it. What? It was coming yeah, from coming this, this direction. Way? It's coming yeah. the other way. You got to look to the right like you're yeah. in Canada or something. Yeah, that makes I'm no sense. I'm telling you. Sense. All right, Minnesota. Deeper rooted problem than the Vikings. Yeah, we got to figure some shit out there in Minnesota. <laughs> That's the episode. We're the only playbook. Again, we will be back on Monday. Can't wait for these games. Uh, tune in at Only Playbook on Twitter for last minute injury updates. We will see you on Monday. Peace out.